Yeeden made an oopsie. Why isn't that the title of the video? What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Claude Rose. And this is the Nerdy. The Wordy. The Book Club. It's January 12th, 2024. That's still hard to say. And Yeeden fucked up so bad. So bad. Like, the worst. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this is, like, pretty suspicious. This isn't gonna go well. And then leaving off there was, like, the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And obviously, like, we don't know what the sections are or what they're like. So, you know, that's 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 on us. Um, but, uh, oh, man. Oh, man. What a... What a man. What a man. What a man. What a man. What a mighty dumb man. Um, we like when the stakes are high. Yeah. Yeah. I like when the stakes are high, but also, like, I'm so curious because I don't understand what the rest of the book is now. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is fun like I think that it is fun to kind of be put in this position where you genuinely are like wait how how does the how does the plot keep going yeah yeah Yeah. I'm like I don't know I don't what 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 comes next you know Mm -hmm. what I mean (laughs) um we do have some uh members um Uh, yeah uh Kathurak welcome to the nerd table thank you for joining the nerds uh and blue blue Fucking months. Get out of here. Get get out of here. Two gosh darn heckin' months. What the heck? <laughs> Blue says, here's for another two years with Cosmere. Yeah, probably. And uh, they... Uh, it won't just be Cosmere. We're going to be varying it up more now. Um, because Cosmere is in, like, chunks. We're going to yeah. do, like, the... We're going to do Mistborn Era 1. Then we're probably going to take a break and do another book. And then we're going to do something else. And then take a break and do... You know, Expanse. I think we're going to try... Yeah, we're going to try and read The Expanse this year. Mm-hmm. Um... We're gonna, you know, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of books. We're, mm-hmm. we're also gonna start doing some like non book club, like mini book clubs. Um, I want to do a little mini book club on Percy Jackson because uh, I'm really enjoying that book. Nice. Uh, I think the book is fantastic, and mm-hmm. so I want to do a little like nerdies book club with you all about Percy Jackson when I finish book one. Mm, um, so you know, I think that uh, in in our like attempts to kind of diversify away from just constant reacting. Uh, more books is probably going to be a big part of that. We like books. And that if you're here, you probably like books too. So yeah, good for us. Get ready. I also want to review more new books. Um, I get sent mm. them sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we get sent books that like I just am like, oh, I don't have time. So I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. True. Uh, but I want to start making more time for that as yeah. well. Yeah. Matthew asks, also welcome to the nerd table. Hello, Hello fellow Mistborns. Fellow Mistborns. Yes. Um, I want to I wanna, uh, show, uh, sorry, where was the comment? About uh, Linus Vikstrom, uh, this is an interesting question. Uh, thank you for asking it. Uh, do you keep more money from Patreon subscription or YouTube? One need to prep for reactions. I want to give you as much as possible. That is right. This week we will start having um, uh, members only and patron only uh, audiobook reactions. Mm-hmm. We don't post them on the main page because they tank our algorithm and they fuck up the channel. Uh, that's honestly why. Yeah. Um, and so we decided during Wheel of Time that we were going to give patrons and members a free audiobook reaction every book. Uh, and people commission extra ones. Mm-hmm. So for that, the better way to support us, honestly, is Patreon. They take, um, what, 8%? Yeah, we, we give up 8% of our Patreon payments, and we give up 30% of our YouTube and 50% of our Twitch. So if you are like, I really want to support you guys, which is the best place to do it? Uh, Patreon is the best place to support us mm-hmm. financially. Uh, but anywhere you support us is fucking awesome. Yeah, like if you're like, well, I don't use Patreon, then like that's totally yeah. fine. You know, don't go out of your way to... 
have to make new, you know, just whatever's, yeah. whatever's <clears throat> easiest. <clears throat> Any, it all, it all makes a huge difference. So thank you. Rachel Rohey, thank you for joining the Nards of the Nerd Table. Let's go. No matter how far we get away from Wheel of Time, I don't think you will ever not be Nards. I think that will be the one thing that stays. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's nostalgic. I yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. You guys are always gonna be nargs. Uh, Jeffrey T. Thank you so much for that super thank chat. Thank you for that super chat. Let's go. Uh, was mad at Brando Sando for the Wheel of Time ending. Don't blame him for that. He didn't write it. Uh, he just brought it into the world. You know what I mean? <clears throat> wait, Robert, the wheel, wait. Robert Jordan impregnated Brandon Sanderson with wait, wait, the wait. baby that was the ending of the Wheel of Time for the Wheel of Time ending, like the series or his like season two finale oh, reaction. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. those are two very different things. Uh, and I'm loving these books. Thank you, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, we are loving these books, too. We're also so. loving these books, so... Or this book, I guess. We've only read one. Um, fair. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Before we get too much into the podcast, I just want to say that this podcast is brought to you by MistyMountainGaming.com. What? MistyMountainGaming.com is a website. Uh, it's a website where you can buy things. And those things help you play TTRPGs or feed into your Dice Goblin addiction. Yeah, you if, don't even have to play games. You don't. You can just you can collect just own shiny things. Rocks. Yeah. If you do find that you are buying too many shiny math rocks, please consult an addiction specialist. Uh, there are support groups across the United States. Uh, with the rise of D&D, the rise of D&D Dice Addicts has gone up. And we are just begging you, please only spend what you can afford. Do not give up food to buy more dice rocks. Yeah, don't do that. But if you have some extra cash, we can save you 15% if you use That's the code nerdy nightly 15 Yes, 15% off your order at MissingMountainGaming.com. Use code NerdyNightly15. Do it now uh, because... Immediately. A month from now, I will get a influencer payment. Um, (laughs) Glanfears Bo, thank you for joining the Nargs. Uh, Percy Jackson Book Club, (laughs) cool. That's my daughter's favorite. Dad-daughter time coming. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah, Hell yeah. Um, That one, I I am going to try in the Percy Jackson uh, videos to not swear uh, because I know that they are kid-friendly books. I believe in you. We'll see. Uh-huh. Glimmer, thank you for joining the Nargs. Appreciate that. Yeah, welcome. Glimmer's, I think Glimmer's a new Narg. New Nargs! Yeah. Guys, new Nargs. Uh, Embrys, you can eat some shiny math rocks, but make sure you read the bag they come in. Because uh, sometimes there are, there are companies that make like D&D dice gummies. They're very good. Uh, but um, Why haven't I had this yet? I don't know. That's on you. Uh, <laughs> what if they were like pop rocks? Like big pop rocks? Like you, you put a pop rock dice in your mouth. Sure. We can make that. We'll sell that. Head to fourthwall.com <laughs> slash nerdy nightly dash shop or yeah, some shit. Yeah, we're going to start making confectionery. We need to get it. We need to get a like nerdy nightly store.com. Oh, man. Well, whatever. Uh, just because it's like nerdy nightly dash shop dot fourthwall.com or I something. I know, I know. Go to our merch store and buy merch. Like this. Get off my plane, Alara. Good shirt, good it, shirt. But it's, 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 this is, see, this is confusing because it looks like the shirt says, get off my plane, Alara, as if you're telling Alara to get off your plane, but it's get off my plane as said by Alara. Don't worry about it. Rachel Rohe. Or worry about it. Go watch Roleplay Relay. <laughs> Rachel Rohe, uh, thank you for that super <laughs> chat. The, your first super chat. Let's go. Uh, join book club because Miss Born is a fave of mine. This book was a gift from my high school creative writing teacher when I graduated high school and all the English teachers signed it for me. That is incredibly That's sweet. so sweet. Oh my God. I get why. It's a really good book about a great female protagonist. And Linus Vikstrom joins Hell, the Nards. Yeah, Linus. Welcome to the nerd table. Let's go. Um, Before we get into the book, just want to quickly say tomorrow we are going to be doing our live Dungeons and Dragons actual play game in the world of Kryn. Uh, the, the setting is Dragonlance. It is 
session one. Yeah. If you would like, uh, we had a session zero that went up on Tuesday. Thank you. I, so many people, more people watch it than I thought would. Uh, but we'll be live tomorrow at 1 p.m. EST with Rob Russo Music, uh, mm-hmm. Brian the Kling, and our Kling-a-ling. special guest, Captain Crail, mm-hmm. uh, as we head into Vogler and uh, introduce our characters to the world and to the problems that they will have to solve in the coming weeks, every Saturday, 1 p.m. EST. Uh, that is not going to be members only anymore. Uh, that we were going to try it to be members only, but there, there was a lot of reasons why it's not. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, just yeah. know that everyone is welcome. It's going to be a fun afternoon of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and uh, I cannot wait to share this world with you all and uh, what we've built and what uh, the characters we have minis we've got it's gonna be a fun day yeah it's yeah guys it's gonna be fun um, I yeah I hope you're excited for some D&D because I really am excited <laughs> uh, Geoscope says I'm a patron but not a YouTube member can my name be made purple or something I wish I would love that yeah it's one thing on Twitch that I think is really fun is being able to control your name color yeah um, but they yeah. even on Twitch they put it behind a paywall so well, no, you can change. You can have like one of like six different colors. Yeah, but then if you want the like full, full RGB spectrum, spectrum. Is you have to be an Amazon Prime member or whatever. And yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, if you want to see me be absolutely terrible at rolling dice, go watch Session Zero. Uh, That's all I'm gonna say. Daniel Macaro says, "Are you still tr- considering Trolloc Wars TTRPG or just too daunting to make a system?" No, we will be doing the Trolloc Wars uh, actual play this summer, I think, or early fall. Uh, it's just that that one's that, that one's tough because we need like TTRPG creators as mm-hmm. well as Wheel of Time fans, and yeah. I I know that there's crossover there. It's just that, like we need to find people that we know or that we like we've seen play. It's to, also to just going to be a show. lot of work to build what that is. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, uh, Secrets of the Trolloc Wars is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working on it. Like I'm I'm working on the the plot right now. Um, and making sure that that works. But it's more finding a system that I want to play that in and then figuring out everything else after. We first have to get through Kendall Obscura in April and another sure. April secret project uh, and a, potentially a PAX East panel. So we have a lot of things going on right now. Um, but uh, Secrets of the Trollocs Wars is going to happen this year. Yeah. Blue, thank you so much for 10 gifted membership. Blue. We got all green in this chat. Let's fucking go. Got some green in this chat. Got some green in this shit. Thank you, Blue. Got some green in this shit. We need, like, sound effects for when things happen. Not, like, alerts, but when we pause and we say thank you, we, like, like, hit that stream deck. Executive producer Blue. All right, let's talk my scorn. That was Uh, ten minutes. That was not a bad intro. Yeah. By our standards. Crushed it. Yeah. Clarice, how are you feeling about part three of The Final Empire? Well, shit's bad, and they're all fucked. So I love that for them. Yeah, how did you feel learning that this was just the sequel to The Wheel of Time? <laughs> um, I think, like, someone made an offhand comment about that when we talked about doing Mistborn. And it's it's so true. Oh, yeah, it's, it's 100% like, just the sequel It's like, what if Randall Thor fucked up so bad? No, it's not even that. It's if, what if Randall Thor won, and then he got the power to light fucking shit with his mind, and so he became god ruler over time because he couldn't die. Like, what if Rand became God and then couldn't die, so he became evil? Pretty much, yeah. But but the, it's, this is literally just... Because he's the hero of ages, he shall belong to no nation, and... This is the this is the ending without veins of gold. I don't even... I don't even... It doesn't even need that, right? Like, because he still, like, could be a really good guy right at the end, but uh, 500 years later? 
And he's well, just like, well, you know what? These systems haven't worked, so I'm No, no, slowly... the ska didn't, like, happen 500 years ago. That seems like that's been going on most of the time. Like, he maybe had, like, 10 good years, and then... Sure, but even post... Maybe. Even post Veins of Gold... Wait, we shouldn't talk about the Wheel of Time like this. Fuck. There are probably Cosmere people who came in who did not watch all of our Wheel of Time stuff. Sorry, everybody. You know what? No That's more fair. spoilers. We no will, more Wheel of Time spoilers. We will spoilers. shut up about this about anyway, Wheel of Time. Um, fair, 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 fair. Um, so, okay. I feel like maybe, maybe that, like, maybe the, the Lord Ruler didn't actually defeat the deepness or whatever the deepness is. Oh, interesting. Like, it kind of took, like, a physical manifestation. Because it seems yeah. like this, like in a way, like, an embodiment of evil. We don't really know what it is. It's very nebulous and, you know, um, scary. They're like, oh, <laughs> I've spoiled evil everything. Thing. Yeah, you, you did. I just yeah. assume that people have watched the show. I Yeah, that's that's our bad. And that's, on, that's on me. That you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's that's my ass just hanging out. Mm-hmm. So, sorry uh, about that. You know what? It's, it's Read fine. the Wheel of Time. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Here's the thing, though. Like, if you're, like, if you're listening to that, you're, like, what the fuck is Veins of Gold? Like, you don't have any, like, context for that, you know? Nerdy equals dark friend. I I actually need to, like, go. It includes you. I am being modded right now. The mods are modding the, 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 the streamers. Um, It is. It, it's one of those weird things, though, because I want to talk about it because it, it was. It was. It really. Coming straight into this from Wheel of Time, like, it really stood out some of the language and the epigraphs. But let's get into the actual um, week this week. Clarice, how did you feel about part three of Mistborn? I like being the right. The final empire. You like being right. I like being right. Feels yeah. good. Feels fucking good. Yeah. We were like, oh, yeah, these, these ep- epitaph things are like totally the Lord Ruler. And then I was like, oh, it's that book that they picked up. I just want to say, Clarice spoiled just as much as I did there. So, like, the fact that, like, that <laughs> you guys are piling on me is bullshit, okay? I see this all the time. In our shows mm-hmm. and in our... It's always like, well, Clarice is fucking perfect. Fuck you, nerdy. <laughs> and I'm like, Clarice and I agreed on the point. I just have a cute face. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Percy Jackson yesterday, <laughs> our reaction goes up. We said some shit. Clarice and I are mostly agreed on it. There's not one fucking comment about Clarice. But yeah. there's all sorts of comments about how nerdy's the fucking worst. Yeah, everyone gets mad at you. And maybe because you say it first. Maybe I don't and they know. go to the comments before I agree, but yeah, it that's 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 a hundred percent. We're in like, like fucking lockstep on shit, and it's always like nerdy's a fucking idiot. And I'm yeah, like, I'll be like, yeah, I totally agree with that, and people only get mad at you. I know. Um, so this is uh, this is part three, Children of a Bleeding Sun. Uh, what I before we get into it, what I really love this week is that there isn't a lot of magic in like the until we kind of get to the camp mm-hmm. um for the majority of this reading it really is stripping away the magic from Kelsier and Vin to get into a, a pretty in-depth conversation about the um the masks that they're wearing right and, mm-hmm. and this section isn't really about action it's not about like becoming better at fighting it is this is the story of how are these characters feeling about how people feel about them and about the people that they are on the outside and trying to figure out who they are on the inside. And that storytelling device as the middle of your book, I think, was a really strong choice when you could have just been like, here's more fun flying sequences. Yes, and, absolutely. you know, Brandon Sanderson kind of like wrote him out of being able to have more fun here. And it's a little bit deeper and 
you know, while I don't think the prose of this book is necessarily the most complicated, I think a lot of the ideas it's playing with are and making those complicated ideas a little bit more um, accessible for a younger audience, mm -hmm. um, I think is really smart choice on his part. And I, I like that people talk about things in, like, look, this, there's, you know, there's beautiful prose, you know, people write in a way that is, like, eloquent and beautiful, and I feel like Brandon Sanderson writes in a way that, like, people actually talk to and interact with one another, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not gonna lie, I think that's actually my preference. Mm -hmm. Like it, like these characters feel real in the way that they interact with one another in the world, and the way that they have conversations. Yeah, you know, uh, I've definitely read some books where everything is kind of um, feels a little like hoity-toity when characters speak to one another the in the, the the language that they use. Sure, it's, uh, sometimes, sometimes, um, um, but uh -huh. yeah, I, 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 I've been really enjoying how invested I am in these characters. A hundred percent, yeah. Uh, so, Jim, welcome back to the nerd table. The best thing about the Cosmere is that it promotes breaks between series, allowing you to diversify your reading and return with a fresh perspective. Yeah, and I'm excited for that. I, I kind of felt like when in Wheel of Time, I kind of got a little bit beaten down by doing it every week, and mm -hmm. it's the same world. You know, and I almost wish that we'd taken breaks in Wheel of Time. Uh, and so we're going to try that with Cosmere to see, you know, if, if we'd have a different experience with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shin, thank you so much for gifting Shin, five members. thank you for gifting five members to the community. That is very kind. We appreciate, appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. Uh, so here we go. Uh, chapter 16. Um, chapter the, the chapters don't really have titles. I was about to say the title, and then I realized uh, they don't have titles, so. Yeah. They have epigraphs. Uh, Vin, sweet girl, best girl, uh, wakes up. It's been two weeks. Mm -hmm. Girl has been out. Uh, yeah, she, this, uh, she got hurt. She got mm -hmm. stabbed, um, by a mogul blade. Uh, and she's, uh, she's, yeah, she's been, she's been out. The plans are moving ahead without her right now. They kind of were like, oh yeah, Valette is sick. What else did you say? Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to, to hide that she's recovering from being stabbed. Um. Lest Bornis has been renamed as Spook. Um. Yeah. Which. I'm like, why? It's a good question. I, like, I was like, okay, but why though? I. Like, are I Ham and Breeze also nicknames? Breeze is definitely a nickname. Clubs? That feels like a nickname, I Clubs guess. Clubs is probably a nickname. But Ham is just Hammond. Like, yeah. his name is Hammond. Um, yeah. But he's also Ham because he's, like, a, a side of beef, a side of meat, you know what I mean? He's thick. He's a... Sure, yeah, we're gonna go... He's that Costco ham that you buy to share with friends because you can't eat all that he's, yourself. He's a, he's a deeply seasoned Black Forest ham. Yeah. Uh... And so, deeply seasoned. What does that mean? Penetrated deep inside God of him. Damn it! Kelsier penetrated oh, ham deeply geez. and seasoned his meat. Uh, <laughs> Don't like it. This is why me doing a Percy Jackson thing might not be a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, kids fair. might watch that and be like, "Wait, what do you mean that yeah. Percy seasons his meat? Like, that's such a weird thing to say." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh god yeah this is why all He's of our things are limited monetization on youtube um <clears throat> yeah anyways 
Uh, Gryback says, uh, yeah, long name, and he just doesn't talk much. He's like a ghost, I assume, anyway. I'm, I'm like, hope, I'm hopeful that this comes back in, I, I, I hopeful that Lesa Bornis has a place in the story that is more than just being kind of an awkward kid that wants to date, um, Vin. Uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful that Spook is, um, a reference to him, um, uh, to, to him having a sort of a, like, stealthy rogue, like, um, place within the story at some point. Yeah, I, uh, like also, doing something, yeah. I, I do want to acknowledge for uh, some people that we are very aware of the fact that um, that word, uh, spook, can be considered a slur. Uh, I don't think that anything was meant by it here. Um, no. And uh, that wasn't really a conversation that was being had, I think, when this book came out. No. Uh, so we're going to take it in good faith here, um, but also acknowledge that like uh, there are people who are uncomfortable with that word. And if mm-hmm. you are, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, it's just a part of the book that we're reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. I... <laughs> We can just keep calling him Lestabornis, I guess. Yeah, and then Samantha immediately brought that up. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's it's a it's a it's a racial slur that was a thing a long time ago and then went away for a long time. Yeah, and, be, and like and became many other things, right? Like there, there's other meanings of the word, uh, and then it's come back recently that uh, it's been brought up recently that that is part of the conversation now mm-hmm. um and so depending on where you're from in western society it means different things right like if yeah. you're british it um, is also a new newer conversation like this is like for me like in the last year maybe yeah and so it's it. it's it's kind of an interesting um it, it, it you know it, it it's it's a word that like being canadian i've never heard used as a racial slur no you know what i mean uh and uh but in America, apparently, that's how they use it. Uh, in Or in, like, some places. And so it's just, yeah, just something to bring up and, and touch on because it's there in the book. But yeah, not but I just wanted to bring it up because I know. I, uh, like, clearly not intentional. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, it's, it, it's one of those interesting things where, like, everything in America is so fucking weird. <laughs> that, like, when you're not from there, and American, but Americans will, like ship their outsized feelings about something that are totally fair. I'm not saying that they're, like, wrong. Yeah. But w- when you're from the rest of the world and you're like, oh, yeah, that's just not what that means here. It's like, it's Yeah, kind they're of weird... such a, like, culturally dominant country mm-hmm. that, like, the things that happen there just kind of get, um, eh, I don't know. Like, they, they have a lot of influence yeah. uh, around the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, in Spanish, they named him Fantasma. I wish his name was Fantasma. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Should we just call him Phantasma? So Phantasma's sitting by Vin's bedside. Um, and, uh, yeah, the there's a, a couple of different um, conversations that happen in this chapter. Vin is basically, like, told that she can't bounce around um, anymore because she might die. Sezed... Uh, she she like realizes <laughs> she realizes kind of for the first time that Sezed can do super duper magic shit uh, that is similar to Alamancy but different. Um, for, for, oh, you know what? We'll find the word later. It's like starts with an. It's F. a pharomancer, I think. Yeah. Pharo- no, pharochemo. Pharochemo. He's a pharochemo. I don't fucking. <laughs> he works with pheromones. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Definitely. Yeah. Ferrokimi? Ferrokimi. Yeah. Ferrokimi. He's a Ferrokimo. Yeah, Ferrokimist. There it is. Words. Yeah, we'll call Words. him a Ferrokimo. Um, Why? What? What does that mean? A Ferrokimo. 
I is that a word that I just have never heard of? No, I'm just it's ferrochemist, but I'm just saying it in a fun way. I'm giving a little bit of zazz. <laughs> you know, I'm giving a little bit of zip zap zoodle. Full metal alchemist. He's a full metal alchemist. <laughs> well done, well done. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Um yeah, she's like, wow, it's weird. Seiza just is wearing glasses all of a sudden. That's strange. Um yeah. mm-hmm. okay, it comes back later. It's fine. Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, we find out all the terrorism stewards are eunuchs. Yeah. Yeah, the Lord Ruler I, sucks. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like it's always it's it's always the like thing to the, in fantasy, and I was thinking about this this week. Sorry if this is a weird conversation, but I was thinking about like there isn't really a similar way without modern technology to euthanize not euthanize. Sorry, that's the wrong word. To God, this is such a dark conversation, but we're talking about a very dark man who's uh, fucking the worst. Yeah. Um. And yeah. so I'm sorry. This is gonna be a little bit sensitive, but there isn't a similar way with the technology that they have to sterilize women. Yeah, because they, they're only, like, advanced technology really seems to be, like, um, allomancy, and I, yeah. I, I don't imagine that would be useful. Yeah, and so it's it's one of those things Maybe where, like, if you want to be the worst and be an awful fascist person and control a population, yeah, castration is kind of... You, you have to do it to the men because there's not a lot that you can do to the women without a significantly high mortality rate, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, you, you, we've, we've been able to castrate boys for centuries as relatively as the knife safely. the invented, like... You know, like, relatively safely. Um, yeah. Obviously not well. And I'm not advocating for this at all. I want to be very clear. I'm just saying that, like, I was thinking about this week, I was like, why is it always the men? And then I, like, spent two seconds being like, oh, of course it's only the men. Who else... You There's nothing you can do to the women. Well, uh, yeah, unless you're, like, yeah. Unless you're, like, sewing it up or something, but because the women are also used as, like, not even prostitutes, but, like, as, like... Not the terrorist women. Victims. No. no, 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 but I mean with, like, the sky, at least, like, they like the, the noblemen still want to fuck, so it's like, well... Well, but no, they're not they're not um, sterilizing the ska at all, right? No. Because of... The balance, yes, which they is need such to a fucking weird. The populations high, so that we're gonna yeah. talk about so many weird things today. But this world is dark. But, but but here's the fun thing: we we did the same thing. We love time. We had to talk about a lot of weird shit. But the books didn't take a strong enough position on anything in Wheel of Time, so it felt weird to talk about it because yeah. I felt like I had to like create Justify. a morality system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas here, I'm like, yes, all of this shit sucks, but it is brought up to teach Vin why fascism is bad. And so it's like the... Because Vin... What's interesting about Vin as a character is we start off with her not fully being against it, right? Like Vin's like the Lord... The Final Emperor. Right, right, right. And we also have like Hammond in this section being like, well, maybe they should be in charge. Look, Hammond is probably my favorite character. Really? Yes. He is fascinating. Oh, okay. He is... He, like, yes... I, I love when he shows up in this book. because, And it's a little bit heavy-handed in the way that he's like, I've been thinking about things and I would like to talk to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about them. Um, but I, I love that... Um, I, I love a character who is this 
who is a thug because he was born being able to use this specific thing and so like that's what he's like physically good at like but but he's so much more than that mm-hmm. um and that he's actually like wants to have difficult conversations with people and seems to be very open to communicating and loves the people around him and yeah. you know it just depends on whether or not you're able and willing to have the conversation with him that day he's, he's also aware enough to know that it's like funny to be like hey can i bother you some more you yeah, know what i mean like he's yeah. not he's not he's totally not, oblivious in it exactly yeah. exactly um arzu thank you for gifting 10 members. thank you appreciate that oh my god let's go thank you so much guys literally the whole chat is gonna end up green uh thank you yeah yeah he likes yeah. to be devil's advocate. Yeah, but in a way that's not inflammatory. Because, you you know, I, it's like on Twitter, for example, you see people online and they deliberately, they're like, I'm just playing devil's advocate. But they, they do it in such a way that is deliberately inflammatory mm-hmm. to try and, like, win. And Hammond is never trying to win. He's just, like, genuinely, like, I, it, starving for conversation. I, I, and even more than that, I think he's trying to lose. I think that Hammond. Yeah. I think that Hammond would love nothing more than for someone to come at one of the difficult questions that he's trying to answer and give him the, um, give him a stronger reason to be against the ideas in his head. Yeah. Right. Like I think that when we we will get he talks with Kelsier later in this section about, um, uh. If the Ska and the and the if noble the, are, men are actually different or not. Yeah, and, and if the noble men should actually be in charge. And I think that he is go he goes in that conversation not trying to convince Kelsier of anything, but no. rather posing a difficult question to Kelsier and hoping that Kelsier can come up with a strong answer. Answer for him. Yeah. Because he's like, you know what, I'm not sure. Which is which is, you know, what I think that you kind of I love playing devil's advocate for things in conversations where I know that it's safe and nobody is, you know, where where the expectation isn't that people are going to jump down my throat if I say something. Yes, with people that you know very well. And and who I, and whose intelligence I trust and respect. Yeah. Um, Because I know that that conversation can lead to, when you feel safe in it and you can bring up ideas that are uncomfortable, you can actually talk about what gets you to the interesting, like, I either reaffirming your beliefs or changing your mind about something that you you, you really don't you, you have an opinion on, but not a strong opinion on, because you're just not sure how you feel. Yes. And I, I think that sometimes you have to discuss really difficult things that way. And the problem I have is that so many of those discussions are happening online right now, and online is not a safe place for anybody to bring up any of those ideas. Yeah. And so, like a hypothetical or like working through a feeling that you're trying to deal with Mm -hmm. online right now is treated as the same as saying something incredibly inflammatory because there are so many people like star Wars theory, right? Like to to bring up, to bring up an easy example, this guy who is using his massive platform to be incredibly inflammatory for no reason other than to To make money. Right. Like he, he is profiting so greatly off of, being a negative part of the conversation mm-hmm. and he's doing that purely for monetary reasons in a way that if you want to have a similar conversation about the, the star wars fandom yeah you are immediately lumped in with him well and that is which is why i just avoid i just avoid yeah. that conversation entirely online i just don't yeah. have it i'm like yeah. no i'm not interested because if i go online and i say i don't like the last jedi mm-hmm 
people automatically assume that I am on this side of the Star Wars fandom that I really want no association with. Well, and, and, you know, it's it's so tough now because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not a fan of The Last Jedi. And it's like, oh, are you racist? Do you not like Rose Tico because she's Asian? Yeah, and I'm like, no, I, I have very specific reasons, but, like, no one wants to actually talk about it. Like, they want to be upset about things. And Hammond doesn't want to be upset about things, and he doesn't want to make his friends upset about things. Yeah, yeah. It's really just like, like you said, I think that he, like, wants to be convinced in a a lot of ways. Uh, Pete T says, I smell a BetterHelp sponsorship coming for Nerdy. Fuck no. Uh... Guys. Don't go to better. Uh, anyway, uh, I can't say, I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to get sued. I just don't, I don't, um, I have, anecdotally, nobody I know who's done it has had a good experience with it. Uh, and so I won't take their money even though they offer YouTubers a lot of money to promote their service, yeah. which is always a little bit questionable um, when it comes to therapy. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, I and look, we say this as a couple where like you really dislike the Last Jedi. I really love the Last Jedi, right? Like we have a difference of opinion, and yeah. we can fight about that. Yeah, but in we a don't... safe space together. Yeah, and but but it doesn't affect <laughs> not our online. <laughs> and you know, I think that like we're we try and cultivate a relationship together where we can have conversations like what Ham wants to have. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's indicative of the crew's love for one another that they are able to have those conversations. That that um, that. Uh, Ham is able to say to Kelsier, what if we're wrong? And Kelsier is able to have a, an honest conversation with him about it and not yeah. immediately be like, get the fuck out. I never yes, want to see you again. exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that builds a relationship between characters better than, like, better than just... Well, I, I don't want to say... Maybe not better than anything, like... But I just, in such a way that I don't see very often. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I yeah, I really like him. Love the character. Love the moments that we've had with him. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I think he might be my favorite. Uh, so we get to chapter seventeen, mm-hmm. where uh, Vin spends a month just recovering from her wound. Uh, they don't have uh, magic healing in this world, which is very interesting. Um, yeah, it's yeah. They were like, we need Sazed, but because he remembers like medical information and surgery mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Not not because he's like can magically power like heal her. Yeah. Um but uh yeah it's kind of fun that like our injuries have very serious consequences and I guess that's definitely reflected in you, you know that a lot of the ska die from yeah. like uh even like small injuries. Like if you break your ankle and you're part of a thieving crew and you can't like pull your weight or whatever, get the fuck out, right? Yeah. Um it's a scary world. Yeah, I. This is uh, this is where we learned that like maybe Vin only survived her wound because she's one of the few kinds of Mistborns who burn metals um, subconsciously. subconsciously. Yeah. Uh, and so if she hadn't been like burning pewter subconsciously, she probably would have died. Uh, which is really interesting, and I wonder if like the subconscious magic burning is going to come into things later on. Well, because Vin seems to be really quick at picking things up, and yeah. and very strong, like stronger than she's she should be. The protagonist. She's a protagonist, and I think we're going to find out that like there is some either other kind of allomancy or like subgenre of allomancy that like maybe she discovers or has access to because she she seems to be different enough 
in a way that like they might discover something that's been lost. Like for Sezed, for example, like she might just like have access or discover something that it like he doesn't know in his metal Mm -hmm. minds. Uh, Sezed is also fantastic. Like every 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 character in this fucking book is great. I like. Yeah, yeah. no, I I I really like everyone, even like the bad guys. Like I love um. What? Shora, Sharn, Sharon. 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 Yeah, Aurelia. What? Sharon Aurelia. Shan? Shan? Is it Shan Aurelia? The ex-fiance? The soother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. She sucks. Like, don't get me wrong. I fucking, like, I hate her, but she's... No, As a, like, foil for Vin's balls persona, I think that Shan is a really great foil to... is a great supporting character for that storyline. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel that. She's in here somewhere. Lady Shan. Yeah, Sharon Aurelia. Uh I'm great with names. Uh yeah, so um we get our first time uh where Vin and Kelsier talk about mare and we learn about snapping. Um Sean. <laughs> Sean. It's Sean. It's the, oh my Sean god, is back. the Sean's continue. It's another fucking S name. Yeah. Um, we, we get Vin and uh, Kelsier talking about Mare for the first time, which yeah. was very heartbreaking. Uh, and the concept of, like, Mare maybe, uh, maybe, kill, maybe got herself killed in a way. Um, and uh, did it to save Kelsier out of guilt, out of love? Will well, we find out? Maybe. He, here's the thing. This is why I'm convinced that the Lord Ruler mm-hmm. can, like, uh, like, that the Ninth Medal or something is, like, you can see... Um, like, he, because he has so much ATM, he can see forward in time. Because they're like, there's no way anyone else could have betrayed them except for Mare. Because yeah. of details of the plan or whatever it is. But if the Lord Ruler... I know he thanks her, but, like, it's very easy to, to like, sow dissent between people to be like, yeah, they totally betrayed me. Yeah. When he has access to information that, like, um, would make that believable. And so, because she, like, never admitted it, it, it I, I wonder if we're going to find out that, like, she didn't actually betray him. Because I, I don't understand the reason that she would. Yeah. Because she joins the pits, like, a month later. And so, it all seems a little fucking sus. Uh, we find out a lot about the pits. That's That's some dark shit as well. Um, yeah. It, I, I'm just glad that this was, like, three years ago. And not, like, is Mayor um, Vin's mom or anything? There's no, like, there's no, like, question oh, that, like, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not like she was caught and, like, put into a whorehouse. Like, you know, that one of the things that I love about One Piece is that uh, the, the, the lineup... I, people love to line up the beginning of their story and the, like, big thing that happened with the big secret character mm-hmm. on being, like, the same date as, like, the main character's birth. But like, there's a there's a significant difference between when Gold Roger in One Piece and when Luffy's born, when he he's executed and Luffy's born. So there's no question that like, oh, is are we gonna find out later on that Gold Roger is Luffy's dad? Right, right, right. That, right. that they just take that off the table really early on. Right. And I I like in this book that we're not doing that, where it's like, is Kelsier actually Vin's dad? That's off the table because yeah. we do get him being like, we wanted to, ha- Mare wanted to have kids and we couldn't have kids and like. Well, and but you, we do get the beautiful moment of like he thinks of her as a daughter. Yeah. Like, oh god. Yeah. Like, a, a, and it was it was really sweet in in a way that like 
I don't read a lot of like um like the like the parental relationship in fantasy is yeah. often like very one note. Yeah. They're yeah. either just an awesome parent who dies or they're like a terrible abusive parent that the protagonist has to overcome. <laughs> Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um and so seeing something different here uh was was really um it's really beautiful. I like, you know, I well, got like a little it, bit teary. I was like, "Oh." It makes it more genuine, right? Mm-hmm. That Kelsier isn't like just hiding that he's actually been her dad the whole time yeah. and that it isn't just like because um people uh Skep Cat says and we meet Vin's dad. Yeah, but yes. who the fuck knows what Reen knows, right? Like who the fuck you know, Reen's like that's your dad. I, how the fuck does Reen know that? Well, I mean, he he could have seen it happen. I, I don't know how he would know. No, they like <laughs> Reen is there. I seen him go through. I hope he didn't see it happen. Like I, I this is a fucked up world. Okay, like I, I'm just saying he has he could totally lie. I don't yeah. know if he has a strong motivation to tell the truth about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. Like, he could have lied, but he, he probably knows. Yeah, I mean, it might be true. I just, um, it, it's one of those, it's one of those fun things where the their relationship is truly built on Kelsier's kindness and care yeah. in a way that it, it doesn't, like, feel like it's duplicitous. And I'm really appreciating that element of it. Yeah, 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 um, definitely. It, it feels genuine in a way that is, um... That, that makes these scenes a little bit more raw and, and makes like Kelsier like sharing information with Vin. It's, 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 th- there's no mystery behind it. It's just like the like pain of this man trying to relate to her mm-hmm. be, be, because he, he trusts her and he cares for her and he, he is willing to open up to her because of those things. I, I think that it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's, it's a beautiful moment and you know we we get to learn about snapping, which I think is really interesting. I I I, I love the idea that like he, Vin's like, when did I snap? And he's like, I don't fucking know. Your life every sucks. day of your life was hell. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I... It honestly, here's the thing: we learn like later on what happened to Vin, mm-hmm. and it feels like that very well could have been the moment that she snapped. Well, one one question I do have for the world is. Um, so, so do do noble people put their children in like incredible risk when they're kids to to, to see if they snap? There's because like how do you find if, if a this, hell of like training camp from hell? That there's you like have a fucking Hunger Games moment when you're like ten that all noble kids get put through to see if they're alamancers. Because otherwise, okay, so here's or the thing. Or they force their son to rape a woman and then murder her. If if you if your world is relatively safe for nobles and you need a snapping moment, I swear to God, if you guys are spoiling in the chat right now, I'm going to be pissed. Don't do it. If you, if, so, <laughs> so, but, so the weird question that I have is, like, how many women in this world mm-hmm. do you think snap during childbirth? During childbirth. Yes. So how many women... Especially ska women who do not know that they have noble lineage. Because their lives would be relatively safe. And probably one of the riskiest things that a woman can go through in this time period is childbirth, right? I mean, they get beaten all the time. Sure, and some of them probably, you know, 
some of them probably do. And and there are nicer plantations that. and stuff. So uh, sure, yeah, yeah. But if it's yeah. if it's in a, if if it's like a, a a truly life or death moment, like it has to be an extreme moment. Yeah. And, like childbirth is an extreme moment especially before modern medicine and so i was just thinking about it like can you imagine like suddenly like popping out a baby and then getting superpowers because of it oh my god that's wild yeah Mm -hmm. no i like i think that that is a totally valid it's just i this this made me think of a lot of things like if childbirth is traumatizing Oh, yeah, childbirth is definitely traumatizing. It's basically like if you snapped before that, then whatever. But if you hadn't snapped up until then, you're definitely going to fucking snap in that moment. (laughs) Yeah, they don't have fucking, they don't have like the anesthetics that we have now. You know what I mean? Imagine a childbirth snapping as a tin eye and then feeling everything ten times worse. Oh, my God. That would kill people. Well, you know. That would kill people. No, I think that like a tin eye, you probably wouldn't have it. You would burn through your tin Oh, no, but tin burns slowly. You might have enough tin built up in you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Philip, there's only certain allomancies that would be useful for childbirth, uh, and that's pewter. Although, no, because here's soothing. the risk. Here's the risk. Mm-hmm. Oh, soothing. Soothing, yeah. I hadn't thought about the that. The problem, here's, here's the catch with soothing, though. If you soothe too much, you can't tell if they're in, like, life-threatening situations, perhaps. And so you'd have to have someone yeah. who really knew what they were doing. You could riot, like, you could maybe riot a woman's emotions to help them feel more love for the baby and, like, help fight their postpartum depression. Interesting. Um, okay. You could soothe it that way, too, to, like, push back the, like, kind of depression. But um, the what what's interesting is, if so if you burn pewter to deal with the pain of childbirth, mm-hmm. are you also strengthening the muscles in your vaginal canal and stopping the baby from coming out? Uh, here's the thing it would heighten your control as well so I think you'd be fine I feel like I here bear with me here I think that a woman who does her kegels and understands how to control that part of her body more would be able to burn pewter and pop out a baby Mm -hmm. but I think that a woman who does not practice her kegels would burn pewter it would tighten up and the baby's not coming out I think you're like going into a c-section situation there I don't think that and I don't think that they have c-sections canal tightens because you're stronger I think you get the ability to push better, but I don't think that the vaginal canal literally tightens because Ooh, of your strength level. Big question. If you burn pewter and push, are you squishing the baby too hard? Maybe. That, nah. d- that depends. Some babies come out in 10 minutes. Me, 24 hours. So, you know, take it or leave it. <laughs> this is a wild conversation. The, no, this is This the is the conversation world. Brandon Sanderson wanted to have. This is the world that he built, and it's fucking fascinating because it lets you have, like, Actual real conversations about this. Like, yeah, we're kind of like, you know, talking shit for the sake of it's a podcast and it's fun. But also, that is legit. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, Blue says, I know everyone wants an answer from Mando Sando on how many letters were written, but I think this is a much more interesting question to ask him. Should I tweet this at him right now? What is the question? Um, okay. Uh, if a at- woman snapped during childbirth... Brandon and was a, uh, Sanderson was a um, and burned pewter. Would the baby die? Like, what kind of a question a is that? A woman burns pewter while no, he will spoil you mm. on burning pewter during childbirth. Wait, 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 wait. I guess wait. that comes up in the books later. That's fun. 
Hey, I'm glad he thought about it because we were we're here like, hmm, wow, this is fascinating. Giving birth. Jeffrey T, thank you for that super chat. This is the quality analysis I'm here for. You're welcome. Would that help? Yeah, they're saying don't, don't or ask him. Or hurt. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna put in don't. Spo- I, I'm I'm halfway through Miss uh, Final Empire. Like, Please don't spoil me. I am only 422 pages in. Without spoiling the plot. Past page 422. All right, I won't tweet it. I just thought that would be so funny. He opens his phone. He's like, like, who the fuck is Nerdy Knightley? And why is he asking about the vaginal canal? We need to know. Jeffrey T, thank you for that super chat. This is the quality analysis I'm here for. This is, yep, that's what you're here for. The nerdy. The wordy. The book club. Wow, we did it the opposite way. We've never done that before. Surprise. We can shake things up. Um, <laughs> stop it. No. I just like your beard. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm so kidding. We're fine. Um, so yeah, Kelsier, uh, sad. Kelsier, sad. Um, Vin, chapter 18, attends the party at Keep Elariel. Um, and Ellen just like comes on. And like, <laughs> Ellen shows up with a stack of books. Just plops him on the table. And I was like, what? what the fuck is wrong with this boy? Um, but he just wants to be weird. And the more I read this, I'm like, Timothy Chalamet has to play him. <laughs> like, yeah. there is no other actor right now that I would buy sitting at a table with a stack of books to try and neg a woman into liking him. Yeah, Ellen is definitely negging Vin in a mm-hmm. way that is hilarious. Because um, she's like, you're fucking using me. And he was like, well, I mean, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, sad that she cried later. Yeah. So there's, like, a stack of books on the table. Yeah. Um, and he's just kind of ignoring her, mostly. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. Um, but then he also, like, when she realizes that and she stops talking to him, he starts to he look up. He gets upset. He gets upset. He gets very upset. He's like, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. I'm Batman. Um, God damn it. Um, and then his um, uh, ex-fiance calls... Hair over. You are required to attend Shannaralealal. Sean. Sean requires your attention. Um, and so, yeah, Vin goes over and is like, oh, she's soothing me so that she can be mean yeah. and get away with it. Yeah, she so so Shan soothes people so that they don't get upset when she when soothes she's an asshole. when she's a dick. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, all right. Sure. Weird kink, but sure. Go for it. <laughs> um, her terrorist tries and, like, pokes through the, the books to see what uh, he can find. And uh, Vin is like, oh, no, I have to go back to my table. Well, but but first when she gets to the table, Shan is like, um, everybody leave. <laughs> and everyone leaves. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, there is, like, a very clear, like, hierarchy here. Yeah. And I, I do wonder how Shan... I wonder where the story's going with Shan in mm-hmm. terms of... How it relates to the larger house, larger house war? Yeah, because Shan, in a weird way, would be the perfect ally for Vin to try and cultivate if she was smart enough to do that. Um, and 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 if Shan has an empathetic bone in her body. No, no, no. I'm not saying an ally willingly. Oh. I'm saying that it, it, like if Vin were to play her cards right and be able to manipulate Shan back. Shen is the perfect person to manipulate for Kelsier's goal of starting a house war. Because if anyone at all is the right card to play in the house war, 
it is that Shan is a soother because mm-hmm. dropping that information at the right time mm-hmm. destroys everybody, mm-hmm. right? Because suddenly it's like every deal that this girl's been in, every room she's been in, can we trust the deal that we made in there? Well, people already know she's a soother. Like, Kelsier goes to that guy for information and he knows it. Back so. channels, yes. But people aren't talking about it publicly because that would be uncouth. Mm. But if it were to get out in a way that is uncouth and everybody has to be honest about what they know, that's the shit. That's where the noblemen fall apart, right? Maybe. When they have to stop playing their game of pretending it's not happening, that's when shit hits the fan. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just, I think that like there's, there's gonna, I think that Chan is going to be a bigger part of the finale of this book than just being a part of the Ellen. Being a bitch. Yeah. You know, the, the being, you know, because you have this couple, right? You have Ellen, then you have Vin, and then the, the, the surrounding love interests around them that are not genuine love interests, but like you have Lester Bornis looking in at Vin, and you have Shan looking in at Ellen, right? And the way, I, I think that the way this book is written tells me that Lester Bornis and Shan are both going to play roles in this story that are not just related to the love story between Ellen mm. and um, Vin. They're more important. But are, that. That, that, that is going to be tied up in the larger plot somehow. And I'm excited to see how Shan is um, tied in because I like her a lot as a character. I don't like her as a person. Yeah, yeah. I find her fascinating as a villain for Vin. Yeah, for sure. Because there's nothing that Vin can do to her. And Vin also seems to be like really good at at her job right now um and so having shan be like actually someone that she needs to to figure out and coerce or like use the situation to her advantage like they seem um like very fun rivals to Mm -hmm. read about uh so i'm looking forward to that for sure yeah and so i just i i love i love this weird woman who like her kink is I love reading. I, I, I would not hang out with this person for five seconds. No. That's not true. I say that. You give but her a date. No. I, no. Fuck no. But like we, there are people in our life that are like this and that we kind of just like tolerate. It's not important. You know who you are. Um, wow. Look, you, when, when you work in the entertainment industry long enough, there are people like this that you just kind of are like, fuck, like, God damn it, we need them because their daddy's the producer, but, like, we're not going to, like, invite them to dinner after the shoot. Yep. Uh, you know you know those people that you're like, oh, man, like, they have the nicest trailer on set, but you don't visit it ever? That's Shan. I'm sure most of us don't know what that feels like, but sh- Sure. Um, no, but like you, you know, you did a lot of theater. There's always, there's, there's always, no trailers. there's always a girl in like every cast I've ever been in whose dressing room is the one that nobody hangs out in. Well, I've never done a show where people have private dressing rooms. So. Okay. <laughs> I ain't that fancy. Up here in Canada land, we have the boys room and the girls room and it makes for very weird yeah. Well, no. Even still, no. I I had co-ed dressing rooms. It was just everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No. I it, it is a theater thing. Like you kind of just there. There are some. There are some people who are very, 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 very good singers, and so you just kind of have to put up with them in the theater world. Less so now. Like honestly, like I feel like those people are they they exist in the YouTube space and like in what we do now, but they're nobody collabs with them. They they tend to make like solo content. Yeah, they do their own thing. Um, so, but in the theater world, I dealt with a lot of Shannon Larios. Fair. I yeah, that's that's the kind of uh, like career that 
type of person attracts, you know? Blue says, yeah, who gets a private dressing room? What is this, Hollywood? No. Most regional theaters have at least one private dressing room. In the U.S., maybe. Sure, yeah, yeah. What? I, they're, 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 rel- they're not at the highest level. Anyways, <clears throat> so uh, Vin is like, oh, no, got to get back to my table uh, so that the terrorist can't go through all of the books. And Vin gets suspicious of that. She's like, okay, well, then why, does she, why is she going through the books? And she uh, grabs a book about the weather mm-hmm. that is not about the weather. Uh, it contains uh, blasphemy. What? Nothing. <laughs> what? Just the comments. Someone brought up the equity bed, which like equity bed. Yeah, don't worry about it. Do you know what the equity bed is? No. It's it's generous to call it a bed. You legally like theaters legally have to have an equity cot, um, for actors to sleep on. Uh, in the middle of a show. No, uh, typically it's I uh, use on two show days. Um, uh, I used. Do people m- not leave the theater between shows? No. Uh, oftentimes, no. Uh, I when I did three show days at the Fulton, I would do the ten a.m. I would then sleep uh, on. I would like take a nap on the equity cot and then do the two p.m. and then I'd go home between. All right. That's anyway, that's it fair. doesn't matter. It's 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 a weird it's a weird awful cot that nobody likes, but mm-hmm. that they have to have and that you use because you need it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's not. I don't know what's going on. Doesn't matter. There's a book. There's a that book has uh, information in it that says <laughs> suspicious. That's Ellen, not suspicious. Ellen is a is it a revolutionary. All of your questions, huh? Oh, that book. That book that she reads. That's his. That's like maybe the rule Lord Ruler ain't such a good guy. And she's like <gasps> blasphemy. Well, it's interesting. It's not that the Lord Ruler isn't a good guy. No, it's that it's the Lord Ruler like, isn't an effective ruler. Yeah, the guy's like. So if the Lord Ruler is God, why why is this such a terrible system? <laughs> like, if the Lord Ruler is God, why Ash? Why Ash? If God. Why dirty? <laughs> if God, why dirty? If God, why Inquisitor? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's fascinating. I, I love the idea of dissent in a society like this, of people being like, hey, the, <laughs> I get that he's like the Lord Ruler and stuff, but also um, things aren't awesome. Yeah. The gray box yeah. says it's the opposite of if evil, why hot? Yeah. Because evil is hot. As proven know. in Toxic Avenger the musical, when they sing the song, evil is hot. Yeah. Don't tell me that it's not. In a musical. Evil is hot. I don't know. It's a great I, song. I love Carlac, so. Why is it hot? <laughs> That's Team Lanfear. You know what? You're right. You know, yeah, um, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're evil, right. Evil is hot. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but it it is. So Ellen is friends with two people who are house what? rivals and shouldn't be friends with, and they leave together. A hasting? Yeah, and uh, Ellen's friends with one of those hasting boys. And a lethal. <laughs> There's a hasting and a lethal hanging out with a venture down by the creek. Jesus. We can't trust those venture boys. Uh, and well done, um, well says that is surprised Vin no idea what's going on yeah <laughs> um, yeah yeah and then, uh, then oh then Vin witnesses murder yeah, no jokes no jokes serious, serious time uh, a poor ska boy is begging at a carriage because um, his life sucks and uh, he's taken barely into the mist and just 
has his throat slit. Yeah, just murder. And Vin is like, wait, why did they do that? Why don't people care? Why do people suck? And it's like, Vin, look at the world around you, girl. Yeah. There's a there's a little bit of like people point out the obvious to Vin in this section, and she goes, "What? No, they're not no. that bad." And then she's like, I, "I mean, I literally just saw a boy get murdered in front of these people, and nobody cared. But not all of them are that bad." Well, because she's like, nobody saw this because like she was burning tin, so it, it's 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 happening so close to them, and yet they're happy to not see it. You know? You know oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. She's. Yeah, she's struggling with, like, enjoying the lifestyle and the parties and the balls and, and having conversations with people that are perfectly pleasant, but pleasant conversation doesn't mean a good person, right? And yeah. and here, here's the thing, even if nobles aren't, you know, don't like that or are uncomfy with it, like, most of them aren't going to say shit. Like, no, yeah. no, one, no, no one wants to stir shit up when you got it good. It's not safe to either, right? Like, yeah. the, one of the things that I think is interesting about this world is that it isn't like the nobles in this world. And, and the book kind of plays on this, right? Um, the, book is, the book is getting into the concept of fascism and how even the fascists aren't safe in fascism unless they are perfect fascists, right? And so, yeah. the, the, you know, I, I, and I, say, I think that we see this right now going on in the United States of America, mm. where you have a lot of Republicans who are leaning into, like, an insane level of Republicanism. And there are Republicans who are pretty crazy Republicans, right, who are not crazy enough for the craziest of the Republicans. So you have, like, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene getting kicked out of the crazy party because the the Lauren Boberts are like, Marjorie Taylor Greene isn't going insane enough for us. And it, it creates, like, a system of, like, it isn't safe to be ideologically impure from the insanity. Right. Or, or I, honestly, I'd rather say it isn't safe to be ideologically pure in any way. Yeah. You have to be full-on crazy person. Yeah. And it is easier to just pretend nothing is happening and yeah. be a fucking psychopath yeah. than it is to die. And so the, the, yeah. the, the unfortunate truth about stories like this is that you have to humanize the, these evil people. Because their evil doesn't come necessarily from them desiring to be evil, yeah. but rather from a system that creates a lack of safety in speaking up. Yes, right? there and is also no freedom an indoctrination, right? Like the inquisit, the inquisitors, yeah, the obligators, whoever it is, they Both. teach, they teach that like the ska are not people. Yeah. They teach that, that like that this is what the the way that things are and have to be. Um, and so when you have like that, it's 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 like certain organized religions yeah. where if if you don't buy into this fully, you get dead. Yeah. Like they don't fuck around. I mean, I you know obviously not not in like not here in North America in 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 the final empire, you don't buy it, you're dead, or you you get beat until you buy it. You know. Yeah, and and it, it, it's it's something that like. The, the the book is speaking about it in a really honest way that that I appreciate about it, right? Like I appreciate the world of this book not just making it there's good and there's evil. That it is a very complicated spectrum across both sides of society, right? And that the the growth has to come out of the indoctrination for everybody. And I appreciate one thing that I really like about it is that Vin sees the two sides of it stronger than Kelsier does. Kelsier is too far 
to the left, right? Of this world. Called it. Right? And so there, there's an element of Vin being like, oh, we don't have to murder all of these people. We don't have to commit a genocide to end mm-hmm. a genocide. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think... God, there's so, there is so much, like, modern politics right now in well, this that, book. That's why I was like, I was like, do you think Brandon Sanderson was inspired by North Korea? Um, I don't necessarily think North Korea. I, I would say... Really? The idea that their leader is, like, a godlike person? Like... Sure, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like that kind of... The, uh, yeah. The weird thing about North Korea... Is that there isn't a there there's like there's no racism there, right? In a weird sure. way, because nobody's allowed in, right? Like it's it's there's no other races. He lived in South Korea for a while. Oh, interesting. Fascinating. Okay. Um, but like you know, this is this is very this is very reminiscent of what's going on in Palestine and Israel right now. This is very reminiscent of you know what's going on in in certain conflicts in Africa. Uh-huh. And there, there's a lot of like modern politics in this book, mm-hmm. in a way that um, oh, he went there as a mission trip. Oh, okay. Uh, well, all right. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. um yeah and so i just i i I find it i I find it interesting i i love uh i i love that this book is allowing its characters to have such a wide variety of opinions on their own mission right the crew all feels like the way they're coming at this mission is from a different level of anger and you know i i think that where we end up in the end is going to be really interesting like which one of their levels of anger wins out well, and it, later on, Vin is like, I'm worried about Kelsier. And Hammond is like, yeah, we've mm-hmm. been talking about that. And they have a right to be worried because it goes very poorly. Anyways, um, so, um, yeah. next chapter. I think that's it. I mean, yeah, the the, the ska boy dies and Vin it's is very like, sad. ah, fuck. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kelsier uh, fucks around. Finds uh, out a little bit more. Uh, it just leaves bodies, places. I love, I love this plan of like, okay, so I'm gonna confuse them because I'm gonna go take the the allies of this guy. I'm gonna murder him and then put him in their gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna do it with knives so that they think it might be this assassin. Like Kelsier's like plan is like 80 degrees thick, and uh, I I love it. Yeah, I'm into yeah. it. Um, he he did yeah. He's put a lot of time into this. I love that he, like, pretends to be um, a nobleman, and he, like, gets some information about, oh, you know, um, Chan is a a soother. He finds that out. Um, He's basically trying to, like, see if there's any underground information about Renew. The the informant, the the way that Brandon Sanderson wrote this is great, because he, like, puts on his mist cloak, and so he goes, like, full, he murders the guy, leaves him in the garden, then he puts on his mist cloak, and he, or he has a mist cloak on, but he, like, is, like, done up with a, a very nice fake beard and a nice fake nose. Um, you know, like Bradley Cooper in uh, Maestro. Um, but, you know, without the anti-Semitism. Um, and, uh... Didn't see it. <laughs> haven't seen it yet. But when I saw that fake nose, I went, why did you do that? Oh, you no. could have just played him. You... you I get that Jewish people have big noses in, like, certain ideals of anti-Semitism. I understand. And not even anti-Semitism. I get it, right? But, like, just just don't, just don't, just don't put on a, just don't put on a fake nose to play a Jewish person. It's weird. Seems like a strange choice. It's weird. I don't know. Anyway, um, but the, he, he is all, like, noble with, um, Hoid, I think is his name. Hoid? 
Ho- is his name Hoyd? Ho Hoyd, yeah. Yeah, Hoyd. Um, and he is like the perfect noble, and then Hoyt is like, oh, I can't see very good, and he's like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Oh, if you, if you then he, I'm going to, I'm going to take that. Take and then he much. goes, and he pulls a Caleb Widow gas, and he rolls around in the ash and rubs it on his face, and he goes to meet with Staff Venture, mm-hmm. um, or Straff, Staff, Strafe, whatever the fuck his name is. Venture. And uh, he, <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry, sir, I can't see very good. And I was like, oh, when you said you were going to use that, you meant like you meant in an hour. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting in the alley over there. Couldn't see you. My bad. My bad. Just just was like, ah, rough, yeah. immediately gets to it. Yeah, that was great. The, that whole sequence mm-hmm. was um, was fantastic. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I, I think that um, it's so sad that the end of this section ends the way that it does because staff infection, that's what it makes me think of as well. Uh, the, the the plan was going so well and I was so excited to see where, like if it was going to work. And so it yeah. not even getting a chance to work is so sad. I know. Like I, I, I was really enjoying kind of the way the plan was culminating. Uh-huh. And so for it to like, just like fall apart because of Yeadon's bullshit and for us to never even like yeah. get the like opportunity to read it falling apart in real time mm-hmm. is 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 disappointing a little bit. But um, but yeah, because because Kelsier's plan is he's crushing it. Other than you know a little bit of ego, like the the plan itself oh, is no, 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 teeny, teeny just bit. a just a it's a small teeny amount of ego. <laughs> just the tiniest amount of ego. Tiniest little um, ego. I I like I like that a lot. I I really enjoyed um. I really, I really enjoyed all of Kelsier trying to make this work, and the fact that it's now not going to is is wild. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Daniel Kluser says after being a total dick to Hoyt too, immediately he's a trick. They learn from him. He's not well, a he's... dick to Hoyt be to be a dick. He's a dick to Hoyt to pretend to be a noble. Yeah. Like he's he's playing a character. Yeah. I think he has a great amount of respect for Hoyt, honestly. Well, yes, but he uses yeah. his trick immediately after. But it is one of those things where he can't like risk. Seeming like because he can use his disguise again, right? He yeah. can't risk like blowing his cover. He needs to find out this information without it, like without people knowing that they're telling him the information they think they're telling some noble family about it, right? I also think that like Hoyd is less valuable if he brings him into the plan. I think that Hoyd, being an independent who doesn't know what he's working for, makes him a better informant. Yes, exactly. And so I, I, I think that. Uh, he knows that, and I think he knows he needs to keep Hoyt at arm's reach. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but but we do get the answer of uh, what happens to all the coins that Kelser's dropping, and it is that people are keep grabbing them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what I thought. Yeah. And, like, I was like, there would just be coins around, like, you know, there's not that many Mistborn, but there's noblemen bounce around as Mistborn. There's just got to be coins fucking everywhere on the street. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> so then we get to Chapter 20. Uh, Vin uh, goes back to Luthadel. Uh, and there's a bunch of weapons just just on the lawn, just 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 weapons on the lawn, um, and uh, she's like, "That's okay. Maybe don't do that here." Uh, but uh, Marsh shows up, and Kelsey's like, "Hey, you want you want to learn how to sense vibrations?" I got some good vibrations. <laughs> what? That's the ninth metal. What? It just is like a little vibrator. You just burn it and you feel a little, ooh. What does that have to do you with burn seeing real good. the future? The ninth metal is not about seeing the future. I'm sure it is. 
If ATM, or sorry, the past, the past. The past, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear. <laughs> uh, so the, she goes and she learns how to burn, what's the one that he burns? Is it brass? Uh, zinc? It might be zinc. Fuck. Vibranium! <laughs> Um, damn it! It's whatever the red rod terangrials made out of. That that's the that's the ninth metal. Uh, uh, Scuff Andy, thank you for that super thank chat. Thank you so much. Love your content. Could be more happier. Both getting into Brando Sando. How are you liking his world building? Love it. Fantastic. I love it so far. The twelfth yeah, metal is unobtainium. I love it. This is an Avatar crossover. I uh, know no, we love his world building. Uh, I I love. I love Luthadel. I love the way the city works. I love the mists. It lets us have questions like if you snap during childbirth yeah. and you burn pewter. Do you kill the baby? What are the consequences? Yeah. Wild. Uh, thank you for that super chat. Uh, but yeah, we get to, is it is it bronze? Yeah. Um, she, he, she's like, oh, I can like learn more about like the other metals because I've been kind of training individually with people and the yeah. people who are focus on one metal they know things about that one metal that like maybe someone who does all of them they don't focus on and so we learn that you if with practice are able to tell like what's being burned yeah um because they have different frequencies and they have different pulses yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like reading people's heartbeat from afar kind of yeah so i think most people don't we all have like the same heartbeat like not nope. tempo, but like the not, same not like even at all. bomb bomb, right? The same bomb bomb? Yeah. It's pulse pulse. Yes. The what? We have similar ones, yeah. But they're all different. I guess. Everybody's heartbeat is a little bit different. Heart. And there are a lot of people who don't have a bomb bomb. Fast. Hunter, my cousin, has a tick 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 tick. Yeah, that that is fair. Um and so uh, it's an it's an interesting conversation, and I like that Marsh uh, is uh, Mar- Marsh's like point of view on the world is so interesting. I, I do like that Vin kind of realizes that Marsh is in lo- was in love with um, Mare. Yeah, I, I I also love that Vin is like okay, well I'm gonna fuck around and like tries to soothe him without him noticing, yeah. and sh- he's like, oh wow, you're really good. If I didn't start like babbling, like, I never would have known. She's like, <clears throat> um, crashing it. Talcamar Althor says, I feel your heart beat to the beat of the drum. Bum, bum. If you have that rhythm in your heart, consult a doctor, you're probably dying. Yeah, yeah. If it's not bum, bum, and it's bum, bum, you are probably going to die soon. So go see a doctor I would look immediately. Into that. Yeah. yeah. I, like emergency room, uh, that is a very bad mm-hmm. um, a rhythm for your heart to be beating at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's such a great scene. I love that we learn a little bit more about Marsh because I think him being Kelsier's brother and having that pairing is really fascinating. Uh, like who they are as people and why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so then we get to uh, the... 21. Kelsier is leaving. He's going to go up to the caves uh to the, this is where we get the the epigraph of this chapter is where we get the hero of ages shall not be a man but a force no nation may claim him no woman shall keep him and no king may slay him he shall belong to none not even himself which is the most randall thor bullshit i've ever read in my life i mean he had three women so i yeah but so does the lord ruler the lord ruler has like seven. Oh, i forgot about that yeah the lord ruler has 
like, never mind. I don't want to spoil Wheel of Time. Um, okay, I need to be careful. This is hard because so many people in the chat have been here with us for like a two-year journey that we like can't reference the same way. Yeah, no, I know. The Hero of Ages Reborn. Maybe this is a different turning of the wheel. Maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. The deepness is the dark one. So this is where Kelsey, uh, the the book that um, Sezed pulled from, we didn't really talk about it, but Sezed pulled the book that uh, Vin found, and he's like, hey, this is written in Clenium. Uh, it's the Clenium Falcon, and I can uh, translate it. And so Kelsier is reading uh, the translation of where... Um, so so Sezed is going to translate, and then there are scribes, who work for say uh, for um renew who have been like scribing out this book uh there's a lot of people that we have not met that these people trust with very important information yep that are in on the plan <laughs> they're the, the the people in lord renew's uh, estate are clearly very trustworthy because this well, is all of the servants are except for the new one the, the gardeners, new gardeners yeah. that they hired um but just interesting like i was like oh wow this is like the most important information in the book mm-hmm. to not let the lord emperor know about and we you, were right what we were right i mean it was so obvious <laughs> I don't think I don't think it was. Don't say that because if people didn't think about it and didn't and were surprised by it, don't make them feel bad. I'm not trying to make them feel bad. I'm just saying that like the I don't think that it's meant to be a big reveal. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I don't think the epigraphs are a secret. I think that the epigraphs clearly take place in the time before the uh, the um, ascendancy, right? Yeah. So like I I I, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like it was trying to be this like big moment. No, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, did it make the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs? Uh, if you round down. Uh, so the... Wow. What? Nothing. From Solo. I know, I know, I know. A I know. Star Wars story. Um, a good movie. No matter what. I like, I like that movie. It's it's fun. I know. People are like, it, but, the, but the world isn't at risk. Who cares about this? I'm like, it's a fun movie. Just like, sit, just fucking like, enjoy things. <laughs> I say as a person who can't just enjoy things. Um, you enjoy things as well as you are critical of them at the same time. That's sure. fine. Sure. Uh, so Kelsier goes to visit um, uh, a nightmare. A genuine, genuine, genuine nightmare of a place that I, I could not be a rebel in this world. You can't live in a cave. There's no fucking way. There's there's no goddamn way. I am crawling down into. Uh, I'm squeezing through those cracks. Do you? I am six foot four. There is not a world in which. No. 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 I am sorry. Ska Rebellion. Good luck. Have fun. I. I. I can't. I can't do it. I can't crawl down those. I can't get in those cracks. There's. There's. There. There. You couldn't pay me. I don't think how long you are matters. It's how wide the cracks are. If an average person is squeezing through, because Kelsier is of average build. Yeah, but Kelsier's like, I oh, it's not... big enough for like a thicker person to... No. Okay. We w- they would be like, you're joining the army, and we'd get to the cave, and I'd be like, cool. Um, I will camp. I will I will guard the door. Yeah, if Ham can get in there, you can. Nope. Good luck. Have fun. Enjoy your life down there. Yeah, I, will, I will pitch a tent right here, and I will be the guard. Um, there's just no, 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 no. The description of this, not, nah, not going to happen. If I went to the pits of Hudson, I would get there and be like, just, just, just kill me. Just get it over with I'm now. not doing this every day. I, like, I would honestly be, just beat me to death now. 
Jesus. I'm at, you're either beating me to death now or you're beating me to death at the end of a week because I'm there's no way I'm crawling down in there far enough to grab at anything. Just just fucking take me out. I no 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 no. You point at the crack and I say no. I'm fucking done. No, I don't do space and I don't do caves. Nerdy, there are places I don't go. I will not scuba dive. I no fuck no. No, no, no. Too many things go wrong in scuba diving, and I am too large, and I have asthma. There's too many, like, variables in that that are too fucked. I like exploring caves. It's fun. If they have holes, yes. If they have cracks, fuck no. Oh, God. My brother... I'm going to embarrass my brother for a moment. We went, like, going through... There was was some caves in Canada. I don't even know where we went. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was fun. I liked rocks. I thought I wanted to be a geologist for, like, a year. Mm -hmm. Um... And, yeah, we, like, went through these caves, and one of the caves was called Fat Man's Misery. Because at the very end, you have to get out through, like, a a crack. And my family all gets out, and my brother turns around. He's, like, six, maybe seven. Yeah. Turns around to the nearest person coming out of that crack, who just so happens to be a larger man who was struggling to get out of that crack, and he's like, wow, I guess that's why they call it Fat Man's Misery. <laughs> oh, wow, your brother's an asshole. He um, was six. He, you know yeah, what? he, he was changed. six. Um, uh, <laughs> but I was like, uh, we're leaving. Like, my parents were like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And we're like, get the fuck out of here. Um, King Me says, if they have holes, yes. If they have cracks, no. Nerdy 2024. Yeah. That is the, that is the platform I am running on. Uh, okay. All right. Um. I'm happy for you. Yeah, no. Good to know. I will never take you to a, a cave, I guess. I will sit outside and you guys can go have fun. But, like, there's just, I did the musical, um, Floyd Collins. And I, I just, I'm not going to die. Floyd Collins a- the musical? Tarzan? Put your faith in what you most believe in. No, Floyd Collins is about this real guy, Floyd Collins, uh-huh. who got trapped, caving, and died. And like, and there's a musical about it? Yeah. What is the musical like? Why, God? Like, what? Uh, that's Miss Saigon. No, I know. No, it's about um, this guy. He goes down and he gets trapped. And then his brother goes down and tries to dig him out. And then, like, the government gets involved. And then there's, like, it's about the media circus that was built up in the newspapers around Floyd Collins, about trying to save Floyd Collins. And ultimately, he did die. Uh, And it's a beautiful musical. Uh, Adam Gettle wrote the music. It's some of, like, the most incredible, um, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Nerdy could not play Termite in The Boys. Well, that's different. I'll spelunk your holes. You know what I mean? I just won't spelunk a hole. It's different. Holes are fine. Cracks are not. Yeah. God damn it. I can't say that, though, because anal's great. Uh... That's also a hole. Uh, but you have to get through the crack to get to the hole. Stop. <laughs> you, have to, you have to open the crack to get to the hole. So, like... So, wow. Cracks that, You're limiting yourself. Cracks that open, this great. This is like a you problem. Cracks, fixed cracks, not great. But cracks that spread... What does that even mean? You can take the cheeks and you can make the crack bigger. Oh, my God. When my brother was a child. What? Uh, his bed. We're not talking about no, no, anal no, no, right no, now. No, 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 Okay. So uh, <laughs> this is like something that my family jokes about to this day. So um, my, my siblings lived in a, my, they had a, a bedroom together because they were twins, right? Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the, my, my sibling, like this like 
boom noise came from my sibling's room and then my sibling like came out and he's like mom the clack got bigger and we were like wait what the fuck and he's like the clack the clack got bigger and he was saying the crack between his wall and the bed that was because of like the bed had moved. He fell between, <laughs> he fell the, between wall. the But he <laughs> called it the clack. The clack got bigger. Oh my God. And so we would say for years, <laughs> we'd be like, oh, did the clack get bigger? <laughs> and he'd just be beat red. Anyway, we're assholes. We love um, embarrassing our siblings on this podcast. So if the clack um, can get bigger, uh, I will go into it. But if the clack can't get bigger, I won't go into okay. it. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I hope y'all are taking notes. This is a nightmare. Uh, it's... There's thousands of men down here. Yeah? Like, if they have to evacuate, what the fuck do they do? Oh, then they're fucked. Like, if they have, like, oh, gas... Oh, it smells so bad. Probably. But, yeah, if, if the Lord Ruler has any kind of, like, gas bombs, they're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no. This is where they lost me. I was like, I'll go work in the city. I'll, I'll d- give me another job. Just give me any other job. I will die. Um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, so Kelsier goes in uh, and uh, basically just um, fucks up really bad. Uh, but you don't know it at the time. You think he's doing a great job. It feels like he's doing this awesome job of being, he, you know, there's a spell in D&D called Inspiring Leader, uh, where you give people temporary HP uh, and also make them immune to, I think, being feared or being, there's something else. Uh, you have to give a 10-minute speech and it provides buffs to your party. Um, there's a great episode of Critical Role where Marisha doesn't have a voice and so she interpretive dances her uh, inspiring speech. I highly recommend you go watch it. Incredible. It's uh, one of my favorite things ever. Um, he does that to for days in the caves and everyone is so inspired but he's like, oh, I didn't do quite enough and I'm leaving. So at dinner, he's like, I'm going to... F- this is where I, I, I had some questionable feelings about Kelsier in this. I said that from last week. Yeah, but this, but like specifically in this moment, because Kelsier riots Bilg into fighting Demu, right? Uh-huh. And then he uses his superpowers to help Demu win the fight. But then Kelsier internally is like, this man deserves to die. And I'm like, Kelsier, he didn't want to fight. You made him do this. You used powers to make him start the fight. Yeah. That he might not, he might, if Kelsier had just given a cool speech, he might have won Bilg over. And so I'm like, Kelsier, you made him angry and then are now thinking, like, this man should die for it? I was like, fuck, dude. Like, Yep. Yeah, Kelsier. Kelsier, this is a little... Kelsier is problematic. And I'm pretty sure somebody already said that. Um, But uh, I'm very very sure of it now. Because, like, I get, like, where his brain is coming from. Like, I, I, I understand what he thought this was going to accomplish. But he yeah. just made the people believe that they had superpowers. No, that he was that going that he would like intervene he's... with supernatural something. Yeah, yeah, like he is turning himself into the Lord Ruler by being like, "Look at me, I'm basically God. I have superpowers." Can I make a prediction? Always. I think that Kelsier is going to die in this book. Is going to die. Yeah. I also think hmm. the Lord Ruler is going to die in this book. In this book. Yeah. I think no. I think that no. uh, I think they're both going to die because of this. I think the end of this trilogy. Oh, okay. I, I think don't that think that be... is like those first three. Like that is like. See, I don't think so because I think that the. Um... And also, I don't know if Kelsier dies. I I uh, think oh, Kelsier I... lives long enough to see himself become the villain. 
I see. I don't. I think that he's already the problem, and he's going to he's die, and Vin is going to have to deal with the aftermath of him being the um, the Lord Ruler. No, not the Lord Ruler of being the martyr. I think that like mm. the. I think that what's nah, that's too easy for him. Kelser getting to be a martyr is is too easy for his his character. How he's dead. Yeah, I think that there's so much that you can do there with like. Like paralleling him to to the Lord Ruler. That's why I think they both die in this book. Mm-hmm. I think that like the I I think that they I think that what's going to happen mm-hmm. if, if I would agree with you except that the army died and so where does this go from now? I think that Kelsier goes out in a big bad martyr way because other otherwise like Kelsier mm-hmm. uh, if he doesn't if if we don't get that kind of a beat for him where does the plot go? Do we just start the plan over? No, like, no, I think something that, needs like, to happen. The, I think that the final two sections are the house war. I think things go to shit, and I think Kelsier, again, takes it too far. Sure, and, but, like, but, but how, do, how do our characters interact with the house war? If, Vin is in the middle of it. She has to be present for it. Sure. Kel, I, think that, I think that Kelsier has to escalate in the city by himself because there's not an army to fight the fight anymore and so he is going to die martyring himself for it the lord ruler will die and then the the story is going to be how do elland and vin pick up the pieces and deal with a uh, ska rebellion that has this martyr figure that they will go zealously into the fight for in Kelsier, who he maybe doesn't deserve that right like how how does vin manage that side of it and how does elland revolutionize the noblemen mm-hmm. while the all of these outer dominances mm-hmm. that want that do not want to lose the plantations right like i, I think the story because i i was thinking about it and i was like the story can't be about they take the main city and then everything else is fine yeah because those the lords of the of these plantations are gonna fight a civil war mm-hmm. to keep slavery you want to know where that happened before america um Yep. And so in order to set up that civil war, you have to create the Yankees. And so I think that what's happening in book one is that we're going to create the Yankees that then the have baseball to... baseball team? No, no, no. That's what they call the North in the American... And then there's a baseball team named after... The good guys in the civil war? Yeah. Oh, the good guys. Sorry. I was like, what are you talking about? Okay. Yeah, no, no. The Yankees fought against slavery. Okay. So I, yeah. I thought you were saying they had to create... The, never mind, never mind. I got So I think that this book is creating basically the American North, Mm -hmm. right? By turning Luthadel and the central dominance into that. But then you're going to deal with the fact that like there are, the Ska population that is currently too docile to want to fight that larger war will have the martyr of Kelsier, and then that is what's going to pit these things against each other. That's so fun, because I think we have very different predictions, and that is exciting. I also love that Arzu is like, it's great to have a popcorn in chat, because it helps us find the theory clips later. The popcorn was a good idea. Keep doing that. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I think Kelsier lives. Um, I'm still sticking with I'd that. I'd be surprised if he does. I, I'd, I'm still sticking with that prediction, at least for these three books. Um, uh, I, I'm, I might, you know, change my mind as things go on. I, I think he lives. And I think that he makes a lot of mistakes. Um, and that it's going to be up to somebody like Vin to, so you to, think- to try and help a friend who is doing the wrong thing. And mm. it can't be convinced otherwise of that. And, it, it, you know, it's going to be somebody that she loves and somebody that the team loves as well. 
Um, and, and they're going to, I think that they're going to have to try and figure out a way to deal with Kelsier because he's going to, he's going to be a problem. He is going to be the next Lord Ruler without meaning to. And I just, I, I, that's my prediction. I don't, the reason why I don't think you're right Mm -hmm. is because he lost the army here and already learned that he went too far. And so if he just doesn't learn anything from this, I actually will think that he's a less interesting character. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. The very final beat of this section is the guy from the the other plantation being like, oh, you, you got us a victory. Good job. And he's like, I'll show you a victory. Like, he's not done yet. Yes, he's not done yet, but if he doesn't, but he's not going to go about things the same way moving forward, which is why I think that he's going to go down the martyr route. Hmm. Because if he just, for me, in order for him to go down the path that you're saying, Mm -hmm. he has to learn nothing here. No, I think that that to me is that that to me would just honestly would be frustrating because I'd be like, oh, so Kelsier lost seven thousand men and didn't get didn't grow at all out of it. He's like a weird I think he grows in like the wrong direction. Because people can take a, a learning moment yeah. and take it to the opposite extreme because they believe their reasons for that moment are different than like what other people believe. Right? Oh, so, oh, so you're, you're saying like he's going to learn from this that he needs to micromanage more? That he's going to go further into like riling up the the um uh, the people and inflaming them against like the nobility as a whole and then it's going to be like um like massacres. See, but I don't know how he can do that without us having to like start the book over. And that's what I don't want to see is like that we just hmm. start building an army again from scratch because I, I don't think there's enough book left. Well, there's still two thousand soldiers. Sure, but two thousand soldiers can't do shit, right? The yeah, I'm just saying ten thousand soldiers was not enough to do anything, and the two thousand that are left are old men and young men. Like it's not like they have like people in their prime. So for me, like th- there's not enough book left. If there, if if this was like the end of the book, and we we're going into another book, I could see how we could do that. I don't think oh. there's enough book left for Kelsey for it to be interesting for Kelsey to spend the rest of the book trying to build another army. But that's not what I think is happening in the rest of this book. I think the rest sure, of this but book is how, the house war. But the house war doesn't mean anything anymore for the plan. The house war is just an interesting house war where people are going to die. But for Kelsier, that doesn't get him any closer to anything that he wants to accomplish. Well, not necessarily. It it creates dissent among the nobility and it lets them infiltrate and learn more information and pit people against one another. They can use to their advantage of like securing a... like. Renew's place as like a weapons fucking dealer as like oh no Renew is like fucked no he's great no he's so fucked what do you because they all of the weapons that he's bought just showed up in the field do you think they have tracking devices on them no but I think that they're 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 gonna be tracked at least a little bit hey where did all of those weapons come from that someone's gonna investigate that Renew is so screwed. I don't think so. Because unless they have, like, serial numbers on them, how would they know? Because they're going to be like, who made them? Where where, where did 5,000 weapons come from recently? Who recently purchased all, uh, like, 5,000 weapons and moved them this direction on but canal But here's boats? the funny like, part is that because the house war, everybody's stocking up on weapons. All of the houses are. Yeah. 
Mm. I don't know. We we can move on, but I like that we have different predictions. I think that that's very fun. I just I just think that like if there's no consequences for renew from this, it just means that all of the investigators on the Lord Ruler side are terrible at their jobs. This should be so easy to solve. I don't think so. I think it's way more complicated than that. Renew's not the only one buying weapons. Mm-hmm. And Renew has, like, the perfect, like, uh, front and alibi for it. I think that probably some, like, obligators show up. There's questions. You know, mm-hmm. like, they definitely investigate. But I don't think he's immediately screwed. I think as long as they've covered their tracks, like, well enough, they, they totally have a chance to get to get away with it. Yeah, they have a chance. I, I just think it's... I, I, I will be surprised if Renew is still in place at the end of this book. Like, I, I would be legitimately shocked. I hope we find out... If he out... was able to move this much weaponry to an army that was caught and that there's n- there, that nobody ties that back to him in any way. And I hope we find out what he is. Because I'm so curious. And we, like, chatted about it in the oh, car. Oh, yeah, yeah, About we the were, bones? Yeah. We were like, dude, dude... I was like, do the metals in your body... Are they able to be, like, read by, like, a terraceman? Mm-hmm. Because, like, there... You have, like... a. Your your body is made up of many many things and there's like there's there's a little bit of metal in you yeah a teeny little bit like so do those like retain memories in a way that can be like read and used because obviously renew has all of renew's memories however the fuck that works anyways or at least like recent ones I I don't know if it goes back to like birth but. I don't know either, yeah. but it's a really cool idea. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, we are talking about the chapter... Um... 22. Yeah. Uh, Vin also has a copy of the journal. Yep. Uh, and Lestabornis shows up and um, gives her a... <laughs> he can't speak to her at all. Um, but Because does... the buzzing was the buzzing was. Yes, yes. But Fuzzy Wuzzy her... was a bear. Fuzzy Buzzy had no hair. So Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't very Fuzzy Wuzzy. Uh, you know what I mean? Gets a handkerchief and she goes to Seizet and was like, why did he give this to me? And uh, Seizet is like, oh, that's what that's what noblemen do when they want to court a lady officially. When they want to court seriously. Seriously. It's serious courting now, kids. And, and Vin is like, He wasn't what? courting her casually before, but now he's seriously courting well, no, her. No, before he was just staring at her. <laughs> While she slept for two weeks. This is not Twilight. Oh, while she was out. No, you're right. Literally, she was... No, you're right. The first thing she sees when she wakes up is him sitting over her. And many people tell her that she spent he spent hours at her bedside. Yeah. I'm not just saying shit to say shit. No, you uh, you 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 right. This is Twilight, actually. Okay. You uh, you 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 right. Um, Lest Bornis is a vampire. She goes to say that and is like, so it would really suck if I was reading this book about your people and <laughs> I wasn't able to discern the things that are being written about because I don't have the proper information. Wouldn't that suck? But I also, I love that Seiza goes, you're right, but I fucking know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's not, let's not play games, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seiza might be the best character in this book. He's, he's also fantastic. Um, and so he tells her about Ferrochemy? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a Ferrochemo. I don't get it. Um. I'm just mispronouncing Ferrochemo. I'm just making it fun. There's nothing to get. It's just it's just a Ferrochemo. Locomotive. Um, I'm just saying words. 
Um, so the keepers... We're off the rails today. Never. Us? Absolutely not. So Zed is like, yeah, so uh, the keepers actually have a magical way of remembering everything. Um, I got so much jewelry on me because I can put memories and information into metal. And yes. I can also store... Senses for... So store... Basically, he can store the energy of his body into the metals so that he can enhance the senses at a later date. So, but, in, but like in, the energy for sight is different than the energy for like lifting. Yes. Yeah. So basically, we we learn because Vin is reading the diary of the Lord Ruler, uh, and he's like, "Dear diary, before I went to bed tonight, I looked over at the terraceman, and he looked like the mummy." But then the next morning, he woke up, and he was Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He was jacked. Uh, and so, yeah, they're basically, like, storing things so that they can use them later. And so, yeah. he used Very all of cool. his sight power, and so he had to wear glasses for a bit because he couldn't see. No, no, he was, like, restocking that power. Yeah, yeah, because so he, he used like, it up. Yeah, weak yeah. eyesight for a few weeks while he was storing that. What a wild concept. Um, but I guess only the terrorismen can do it so far that we know of. Um, well, only the keepers can. Yes, yeah, so, sorry, yeah. not all terrorismen, but but it seems to be only potentially terrorismen. Yeah. Um, and the the Lord Ruler hates terrorismen. He's trying to kill them all. He's scared of them. Complicated. He, I don't think he hates them. Seems pretty hateful to like castrate them all. It's weird. It's there. I, I have a feeling that the epigraphs are going to answer this question. I don't think it's hatred. He's evil. I'm not saying that he's doing... I'm not saying we're going to find out that he's doing the right thing. I'm just saying that I think that the reason is going to be is going to be deeper than just hatred. True, because Seizet is kind of implies that like he could have just fucking wiped them all out and then hasn't. So I think it's going to have to do with the Lord Ruler. <clears throat> I, first of all, I think that the Pharaoh Chemo... Ferocomo Mancy, I think that that is why the spikes are in the eyes of the Seal Inquisitors. I think that 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 I think that the spikes in the eyes are oh. them. <coughs> I, I I I'm starting to get the idea. Forgot about that. That the spikes in the eyes are what makes the Steel Inquisitors Alamancers. And that they are, they were not born Alamancers. They're given Alamancy through a blend of Alamancy and Ferrochemo when they get those in the eyes. And so I think that wow. what yeah. gives these Steel That's Inquisitors brutal. their power is the part of Ferrochemistry that would allow Seized to be the one to take down the Lord Ruler. Yeah. Um, and that there, it's not about the 11th medal as much as Kelsier thinks that it is. It's about something about learning about Terrasmen is going to give them the answer on how to beat the Lord Ruler. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Somehow. And that's why he, he yeah, he's scared of them. Yes. Because the, I think that Pharaoh chemistry might be able to like take away Alamancy or grant Alamancy in people that are not terrorist people. Yeah. And there's got to be something like... There's got, there's, there's got to be something, I wonder, hmm. What? I wonder if you're, like, granted, like, all of the, like, alchemic power. So I wonder if the reason there's only, like, 20 Steel Inquisitors mm -hmm. is because they actually die really fast. Like, you're I don't kind think of they die given at all. power 
a lot of it for a very short amount of time and then they, they die. And so you have to keep making more of them oh, because maybe, their yeah, lifespan yeah. is so short. Yeah. I would I would I would say that it's I, I think it's more that the I think we're gonna find out that they're draining the nobleman alamancers to give the seal inquisitors power. Hmm. In some way. I don't know how, but in some way there's like some they, element they, of they go in for their like bi weekly oh. appointment of getting new spikes shoved into their eye holes. Or or that like nobles are going in for like essentially like a blood transfusion where they like, you know, get you know, have their metal burning powers drained a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot to learn there, and I'm excited to learn it. Hmm. Um, anyway, that's the terrace. It's cool. Uh, Vin goes to talk to Doxon, and Doxon is like, "Oh no, they're all um, they're all bad people." Um, yep. The the men they rape and then they kill the girls, and then Vin is like, "Wait, <laughs> what the fuck?" And uh, I had the same reaction, Vin. You and I are on the same page. Yeah. And Vin is like, "Wait." All the noblemen just like fuck around and then murder people. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's uh, cool. Cool. Dark. I'm like, oh, Ellen. <clears throat> hmm. Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. Every time I see his name, I'm like, oh, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, ours. Thank you for five gifted mambos. Ours is like a reward for being a good chat. Mambo number five. You see that chat? You you're good, and you put popcorn instead of spoilers, and you get. Membership. I was thank you so weird, much. What a weird Pavlovian response to create in our community. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, yeah, I uh, th- this conversation with Dachshund is is uh, painful for us, more painful for Vin, obviously. But um, it it was a it was, it was a rough but like very real conversation to have. Yeah, and leads to um, I think some of my favorite Vin stuff. Interestingly, so uh, I I appreciate um, the honesty, Dachshund. You know, f- without being pushed, like she pushed Marsh. Uh, Dachshund opens up about this love that he had. Um, because uh, <laughs> the reason it comes out is funny because Sazed is like, hey, uh, Doxon, yeah, from the plantation. She's like, wait, Doxon's on a plantation? Wait, Breeze has a hot, or a... Uh, Ham is married? Ham is right? Yeah. And Sazed is like, do, do you... you talk to any of your friends? And she's like, oh, I have friends. Right. Do you do, you do small talk? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, and so we get this like really honest conversation where Doxon, I love Doxon. I love that Doxon is the only member of the crew that doesn't have magic powers. And Vin is like, yeah, he's probably the most important of us, actually. Yeah, he he keeps shit running. Otherwise, we'd be fucked. Uh, and so we get to chapter 23 where uh, Vin is at another ball. Um, yep. Or no, is this one a lunch? I can't remember. She's talking with people. No, I think it's a ball. The prince yeah. is having... Oh, yeah, this is the one. Okay, so she immediately goes up to Ellen is like meet me on the fucking balcony and he's like okay well no Jesus actually Christ. first first shan yeah, uh, yeah, yeah shan is like wow you'd think that you'd want to make yourself important but uh you let ellen get away you dumb fuck and vin is like god damn it which is funny because it's the exact thing that kelsier told her to do was not be too important i know uh yeah uh but it is one of those things where shan obviously is like yeah, it, it, it makes sense for the characters, yeah. but it pisses Vin off, and so Vin goes to Ellen, she starts crying. She's like, have you raped and murdered women? And he's like, what? Whoa, Only whoa. once! What a way to start a conversation! Uh, yeah, one time, when I was 13. Yeah, he's like, like my, oh my, my god. He's like, my dad made me, and I didn't know she was gonna die, and I've never done it since. And I was like, what a way to shape a, a, a person. Yeah, it's, uh... It's fucked up. 
It's fucked up. More adventure is not a good person. And Bryce says, no problem with the balls, but the fact that the nobility just have balls all the time is so ridiculous. Is it? That's what they do. They have nothing else to do with their time. As a as a caterer in New York City, it's not that ridiculous. I've um I've I've been a part of this culture in our world uh, as the waiter. I've never you know I, I've attended some balls, but I've mostly been there serving been to drinks. A ball? Uh, I mean, I've been to like the Tony Awards. They have this. They have this Neverland ball in New York. Yeah, it's like a uh-huh. fantasy ball, and I want to go. But like, like I, I this was the, them having a ball every night is just every week, or no, it's like multiple times a week. No, no, there's like one a week, and then the rest are like luncheons and shit. No, there's a point where um, what's his face says that you need to start going to like two or three of these a week. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um. The this is literally like the, this is just New York City charity culture, but writ large. Um, Mm -hmm. it just is like, this is the most realistic thing in the world to me because I've been a part of it and it is so wasteful. We call them fundraisers. The, the, the number of charity like galas that I have waitered that the express reason for that charity gala to exist is to raise money to solve the crisis of food, uh, of hunger in uh, the United States of America, where we would throw out hundreds of pounds of food is fucking crazy. Like, we would raise... And sure, like, the thing would raise, like, you know, $50 million or whatever, right? But we would throw out, like, ten or $15,000 worth of food by the end of the night. No joke. And I'm like, what, but, 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 but if we're here to t- raise money to stop people outside from being hungry, why why, why throw food away? What are we, what are we doing? What... Is, yeah. is this really about solving the food crisis in America or do you guys just want to not feel guilty about wasting shit so you're... Yeah, I think it might be that one. <clears throat> yep. Anyway. Uh, it might be. Uh, yeah. We, we learn a lot about Elland, which is very fun. Um, he's... They, they talk about the ska and it seems like he has never met one, mm-hmm. really. Like, never... He's like... Are they intelligent? Like he's literally never been able to have a conversation with any of them. He uh, yeah. he's never been close enough to 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 know anyone. And she's like, yeah, of course they're intelligent. Like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then she's like, oh yeah, you you just you don't get it. Well, um, and I, I love the line where she's like, I I lied to you because I was trying to be a good noblewoman. Yeah. And I didn't like I couldn't um I didn't want I, I don't want to get in trouble right like I don't want the obligators to come fucking kill me. Yeah. And so, like, the, the, he's very honest with her, and she's very honest back. And I think that this is the first time where I've bought into their relationship, right? And the, the relationship is, um, this is the first time where I've, like, been, like, into their relationship. Because it's the first time where they're not just, like, oh, he's where hot he's and negging me. Her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kyle, Kyle Franson says, uh, some balls are held for charity and some are for dress, but when they're held for pleasure, they're the balls I like the best. Just be honest about what the ball's for. <laughs> Anyways. I was holding the balls. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that their their relationship in this scene uh, is really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that she has Lestabornis' handkerchief on her. And he's like, and he gets who's jealous. Is that? Yeah, he's like, who's is that? And so he gives 
her his handkerchief and she's like fuck yeah yeah it's uh god now i have two handkerchiefs yeah but one that she wants and one that she's like i'll have to deal with this at some point yeah yeah pretty much that's usually how it goes um yeah 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 they do they have a really really beautiful moment together and she then decides to go spy on him yeah he's going up to she apparently knows the um house really well because he goes into a stairwell with his with the hasting and the the tikio boy or no the hasting no. and the lecal 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 local boy the hasting and the local boys yeah uh they go up a stairwell and she's like the only place that that could go is to the ancillary towers and i was like what why the she's fuck had did... balls here before yeah maybe i i was just like she, she i was like wow you know the you know the blueprints of this building really well yeah uh and so she goes up to says and she's like I haven't been able to travel in so long out in the mists, but I need your permission. Can I? And he's like, yeah, maybe you'll go find something interesting. And she's like, it's a good thing I wore my black dress today because I'm Batman. Yeah, literally. And I was like, I just imagine her flying in her dress. And I was like, that's awful. And you were like, but she wore the black dress. And I was like, ah, I, I see what you did there. Very smart. Because it's the beginning of the chapter where she, he's like, I finally decided to wear the black dress today. And then like, it was like, oh. going down. Okay. So she goes up and she starts spying and uh, they're they're just having a regular uh, Les Miserables moment, you know. Marius and... Uh, Red, the blood of angry men. Drink with me. Yeah. Today's gone by. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this uh. book might end with a little bit of Les Miserables. I think we might have a student revolution... Maybe. Uh, I think there might be a little Ellen versus Staff moment. Straff. I think the Venture family might have a little bit of an internal They're going to cure themselves of their staff infection. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) Ellen Venture cures himself of his staff infection is a crazy way to say patricide. God, um, yeah, so, so, uh, she's spying, and, uh, Kelsey is there. I'm gonna make that a shirt. If, if, okay, if Ellen kills his own father, uh-huh. I promise you I will put a shirt on the story that says, Ellen Venture cured himself of his staph infection. Incredible. N- nobody except you fucking degenerates will understand it, and that's usually most of our merch, so it's fine. Oh, my God. Um, go buy your Team Lanfear shirt right now. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyways, Kelsier's there, also spying on them, and Vin is like, "Oh, you're back!" And he's like, hey, "Yeah, Dad. yeah, I've been, I've been spying on these boys for weeks." And she's like, "They're good people, right?" And he's like, "Nah, they're just fucking around." And she's like, "Uh, sure, if you say so." He's like, "Let's go." And she's like, "But yeah, okay, Dad." <laughs> and uh, and they leave. Yeah, Kelsier's back. Um. Yeah. They go hang out at clubs. I love that Kelsey's like, yeah, I, I watch your boyfriend all the time. Yeah, I spy on him. Dad behavior. You know da- what I mean? Da- truly, truly dad, dad behavior. behavior. Um, Blue wants more shirts for right. his wardrobe, so we'll work on that. Just for you, Blue. And uh, I, I, I love this scene because we Me get that, like, they, they, they're just hanging out. They're just chilling. They're, I should have known something horrible was going to happen because this scene happened, you know? Yeah. Like, we should have yeah. guessed it. Uh, so Vin and, um, Vin kind of, like, spends this moment watching the party from the inside, and it's just this, like, um, you know, opposite to, uh, the first time that they're in the same scene, but Vin is standing in the workshop looking in, thinking she could never be in that room, that she could never be comfortable with these people. On the outside, I was looking in. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. Dear Vin, I don't know your last name. Um. Does she have a last name? I don't know. 
Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Dear Vin Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have a map? Anybody have a half of a clue how the That's hell to Kelsier. do this? I'm just trying to take down the final empire. <laughs> oh, so where's the map? <laughs> Sorry, if you've never oh seen Dear Evan Hansen, this is a terrible joke. Oh my god, don't um, worry, this book has a better plot than that musical does. Um, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyways. Uh, look, Great I music. Liked, I like the music. music. I love the music. Just listen to the soundtrack, just, okay? Yep. It's, it's beautiful. Um... Um, technically her, wait, um, so, okay, so. Kelsier, no, so they're at the club shop, and they're hanging out, they're having a good time, and Vin is like, hell yeah, this is, hey! bless you, I now understand, you get, yeah, I just hurt my own face, it's like, now I understand why, uh, people, people do this, I get it, yes, it's, it's pretty nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, friends. Yeah. They, like, kind of, you know, give each other a little shit in, like, a friendly way. Um, everyone's... It's cute. Like, enjoying themselves. Breeze is... This is the most I like Breeze the whole time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It, Breeze, and, Breeze and Ham, like, they have... Because, you know, I was like, oh, is Ham just annoying to Breeze? But, like, I think that Breeze likes it, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that there's... Just gives him shit. This is... Without spoiling Wheel of Time, uh-huh. this is a vibe that I was missing from those books. Was like the genuine care between the people who called themselves friends. Yeah, um, because Matt becomes a dick so fast. I never bought that any of the people in Wheel of Time were ever actually friends on like an actual level, right? And it was one of the things that we talked at length about. Whereas I was like, do these people actually care about each other? Yeah. And the the way that Brandon... I bet Brandon Sanderson has great friends. Because the way that he writes friendship is very genuine. Yeah. And I I, I really, like, I love that. I, I love this group. And I love the connections they have to each other. I like that in a very short time, I feel like I understand their dynamics with each other. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're only, like, 400 pages in. Yeah, I, I like that Brandon Sanderson doesn't Only. use inter-party disagreements for conflict, mm-hmm. um, but rather for character growth. Yeah, and I, I just I think that this I think that this is really well written in yeah. a way that um, I, I'm I'm shocked by. I, I think I, like I, I didn't expect this in this book, and it's it's one of my it's the reason why I love it so much. I think that like I've read books with more complicated and more flowery prose, right? Like I don't think Brandon Sanderson writes the most complicated. Um, like language mm-hmm. he's capable of it i read gathering storm i think his prose can be that but the, the the prose of this book is relatively simple yeah but the themes and the the friendships are so strong that i'm i i would rather read this than like That's, fucking gatsby because yeah. the the these character relationships are feel like real world relationships to me in a way that i'm so impressed by yeah i i agree 100 <clears throat> yeah um yeah, yeah, Vin is like, oh, I'm going to go with you tomorrow, Ham. Yeah, she has. A, she does have a moment where she sees her old self in the workshop, like a little, oh, it's great. Yeah. So anyway. Um, it's really well done. Yeah, so Ham is going to go. Uh, Teach her about pewter. Yeah. Because she hasn't, and Kelsey was like. Wait, has that, no, wait, that? that's already happened. Nope. 
Nope. Um, they, like, have their, like, fun, happy day thing, and Ham is going to go to the garrison tomorrow, and Vin is like, yeah, I'm going to go with you. Right. No, it's in this chapter. Yeah, yes, right, right. It's still in this chapter. Um, so they, they go to the garrison. and Because and, uh, Ham goes to the garrison to wrestle with the boys. Like, like this is the queerest part of this whole book, is that Ham is like, oh no no, I gotta go, I gotta go do some shirtless tussling with my boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they want him to stick around permanently, uh, but he's like, I have a wife, you know. Uh, <laughs> I have a husband. You're my doctor. Um. So they talk about pewter, which is very yeah. fun. Uh, his perspective on it is fascinating. Yeah. As someone who like this is his thing. Uh, there's a way to do it. There's there's people who like don't even bother to use like technique or or training. They yeah. purely rely on brute strength, and that's so easy to burn out. And there is a smart way to make your pewter last because it burns so quickly. I also I, I I it wasn't expressly said in this, but it did kind of feel like there was a warning here that pewter is kind of the most um, addictive of the metals. And or, like, the one that you can end up relying on the most? Yeah, and I, I believe that, right? Yeah. I think of all of them, this is the one that I think would be the most addicting because there's no downside to it. Steel and iron, the pushing pulling of physical objects is a little bit harder to, like, do all the time. Yeah. Like, I could see myself doing it with a coin. Yeah. Just, like, in the air, like, juggling it. But... And, like, the tin, it, it can be too bright in the sun. Like, it, like there are things it's that it's just too It's not great use during the day. Yeah. You're not going to use it at a party. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that the world... Unless you're, like, spying on someone specifically. I could understand but. why tin eyes would maybe want to have it on at all times, but the world actually limits your ability to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're constantly burning pewter and your body forgets how to function without it... Yeah. Smokers, I don't really see how smoking constantly would create that addictive feeling. Yeah. Right? Well, obviously that kind of smoking is very addictive. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I got the vibe that there was a warning here of the dangers of pewter, which is so funny because immediately they overuse it. <laughs> they, he's like... Oh, wait, the parallel? Yeah, like yeah. Putting he's them like, I'm warning you right another? now, yeah. overdoing pewter is very dangerous. And then Kelsey's like... up and is like, swallow these beans. <laughs> Bitch, I got all the pewter in the world. We're going to, we're overdosing. Let's we're go. We're having a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A very sad, depressing party. Uh, so they get to the they get to the garrison and Cetus, Certes, I don't know. He comes out. He's like, "Yo, uh, hey, not now, my dude." And he's and Ham's like, "You got promoted." He's like, "Yeah, hey, do you want to get promoted with me? Uh, we have to go fight this. There's this army of Ska Rebellion uh, fighting Holstep. Um, it's not good. Do you want to make some money? It's 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 combat pay. We're leaving in two hours, and Ham's like, "Uh, yep, count me in." And the and Ham's Ham's brilliant here by saying yes. Yeah, to have a man on the inside, real smart. Yup. Uh, and also, like, I respect the fuck out of Ham because they go back to Kelsier and they're like, "Hey, this is going down." He's like, "Oh yeah. fuck, we have to go save the army." And, and Ham is like, "I won't be stabbing these people in the back." Yes. Yes. He has morals. Fucking love Ham. I, that's what I mean. I, I think Ham is my favorite. Vin is my favorite, but uh, Vin is my other favorite, which I it, it like. You know, no, yeah. you get one favorite. You get Ham. I get Vin. Fine. Ham Vin sounds like a like French dish. Ham Vin, because Vin in um, French is Vin Ham. Just like make it all on one one yeah. word. Yeah. Like Vin, because Vin is uh, wine, V I N. Oh sure. In okay. French. Sure. There you um. Go. Yeah, that might be why I like her so much as a character because I do love wine. Wine. That's uh, it. You know, you just ha- you had me at Vin, Ham Vin. Yeah, Ham Vin just sounds like a like a dish. Wine Ham. It might be a dish. It might, yeah. Ham with wine. Um, 
I mean, most meats can be um, fucking just marinated in wine, so. Yeah. Most good steaks are marinated in wine. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had one, but. Yes, you have. I don't know. My mom is very allergic, so. Uh, yeah, but we've had steaks at restaurants that were definitely marinated in wine. In red wine. Oh, okay. I mean, you it burns out when you cook it. It's you the the marinade like you you cook out the wine. Most restaurants marinate their steak in wine. All right. Yeah. Sure. At least most restaurants I've ever worked at do. Yeah, I I, I honestly I don't know. It's 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 yeah. I feel like yeah, Taco Bang. are fairly common. Um, Stop whining about ham. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, they, they... Darian says marinating in wine is a waste of the wine and I'll die on that hill. You're very wrong. I you would do a taste test side by side because I honestly incorrect. feel like if it burns out, then you can't taste it. Then what is the point of it? It softens the meat, uh, and it, uh... But I've definitely had soft steaks that, like, were not marinated. Sure. But it's fantastic. Sure. Uh, also, you don't use, like, good wine. You use just, like, normal wine. You drink the good wine. Sure. Most wine... Look... Hot take. Hot take. Love wine. Most wine is not uh, worth drinking. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The hot take. Um, Nerd good is wine picky. is. Yeah, I am. Uh, it's I'm the problem too. with working at a wine restaurant for years is that you get to the point where you're like, well, if it's not a 1975 Barolo, why am I even wasting my time? Um, sure. Yeah. Wine in a beef stew. You've definitely had that. Uh, no, never. Absolutely not. You've never ordered stew at a restaurant? No, there's pepper in it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, stews yeah. I and soups are like almost a guaranteed no for me. Samantha A's says I'm like this about bourbon, about most bourbons not being worth drinking. Uh, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, you might be right. I wouldn't know. Um, but yeah, when my mom is highly allergic to wine, so when my dad yeah, made yeah, yeah. stew at home, there was no wine in it. And you've never had it at a restaurant because it's too dangerous. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, uh,. This is such a random. Us never. Aside. Uh they they swallow balls, and uh, they run to the army, and they're too late. Oh wait, we skipped over. Ellen gives her a handkerchief. No, we said that. Did we? Yeah. That he's no, but we skipped he over the line. Jealous. Wait, it's my favorite line of this whole reading. Oh, this what, week. Is, what is your when he's line? like, he may have come to you first. He may have given you his handkerchief first. But that doesn't mean I'm not gonna put up a fight. Oh, give him some competition. Give him or some whatever. competition. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Ellen. Yeah. Stop nagging her and just be honest, and you'll yeah. maybe win. Um, you're um, you're hot, and you're played by Timothy Chalamet. Um, they will be. And so, yeah, they they, they go uh, back. Somehow, I'm allergic to black pepper. Yes. They go back to Kelsey. They find out that there's a problem, and he's like, "Hey, Vin, you 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 ready to drag pewter?" And what? That's what he says. Drag pewter? No. Yeah, I they call it pewter dragging. Pewter drag, I thought, is the the after effect when you stop burning it. Or am I wrong? Oh, I thought pewter dragging was like. No, no, they are pewter dragging. They're like fucking, oh. like drag racing. They're, sorry, I went to RuPaul's Drag Race and I was like, they're not drag racing. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I hate you so much. Sorry. Oh, they're no. both called drag. Okay, so they're, they're yeah. both. Okay. The drag after and you're pewter dragging. Gotcha. But the pewter, yeah, when you're drag racing, you're like burning hard to go as fast as you can. Right. So that's, but they don't have drag racing in this world, so I don't know where that comes from, but... Um, hey, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so they, they, they run for 16 straight hours only to get there too late to save anybody and everybody's dead because oh, the whole step garrison was, um, reinforced by the 
fucking people Something from the other place. Garrison. The Valtru Garrison, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, and so they just show up uh, and everybody's fucking dead. They watch the last people get killed. And so Kelsier's like, I'm going to go kill people. Uh, and Vin's like, hey, maybe let's go check the caves because people might have survived. And Kelsier's like, oh, you're fucking right. So they go check the caves and Kelsier's like, you're fucking wrong. There's nobody fucking here. You fucking... And then Vin's like, they're right over there. There's a light. Uh, and so we find out that uh, the old boys and the young boys are alive. There's 2,000 people left. Uh, and that guy from the prologue, he's fucking there. He's here. Yeah, Ma- he's cool. Menace? Yeah. Dennis the Menace? He's going to be a menace to the Lord Ruler. You know what I mean? I hope so. I hope he gets a, a good moment. I feel like because he came back here, we'll definitely see him again. Yeah. 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 And he, his perspective was so fascinating. He's like, he's like, you know, you, you did great. Yeah I, yeah, I know they're all dead, but, like, this is the best victory we've had in, um, d- decades. Wait, Daniel's even. so right. I want to watch pewter drag racing now. Oh, my God. But, but, but I guess it wouldn't really be speed, right? Pewter drag racing would be, like, who can last the longest. So it really would be, like, more NASCAR-like, where it's, like, a five-hour race, and you have to see how, like, who wins after a five-hour race. It's 400 laps. Jesus. That's what NASCAR is. Never watched NASCAR, so. Do I look like I watch NASCAR? You've seen Talladega Nights, though. If you're not first, you're last. I have. Oh, my God. Wait, I have the funniest idea for a Mistborn short film. It is Mistborn pewter drag racing, but Talladega Nights. And so, Kelsier is Will Ferrell playing Ricky Bobby as a pewter drag racer. I hate it. I hate it. Got to so shake and bake. Burn your pewter. I yeah, no, I, I hate I hate that. <laughs> There's just like Scott in the stands like flashing their tits at Ricky Bobby. Jesus. <laughs> this is such a funny idea. Oh uh, man. Yeah. No, Ricky I'm, Bobby I'm the thug. I'm oh good, god. I'm good. It would be so funny. That's such a funny sketch. Uh, the cast of Talladega Nights in the world of Mistborn. Will Ferrell? Well, yeah. And so, um, yeah, so Vin passes out uh, at Kelsier's feet, and Kelsier and Menace have a conversation about how this is the greatest victory the Skav had in a thousand years. And that's not good enough for Kelsier. He promises vengeance. He promises death. He promises to be Batman. Yeah, because all this fucking happened... Because Yeden went too fucking far and was yeah. like, yeah, we're going to fuck some shit up. Because he believed too hard in Kelsier. Yeah. Do you think Kelsier, like, manipulated his emotions about him? No. Okay. I don't think he needed to. Because I, w- when this happened, I was like, I think I'm wrong. But at first, because of the drastic change within the two weeks that Vin was out, I, like, thought maybe he was. No, I, I think that the I think the storytelling of um, Yeadon just seeing that it might actually be possible this time is that change. I think that I, I think that you'd actually take away from this book a lot by if if it was a manipulation. That's what I think. That's yeah. why I. That's yeah. That's I, I don't think I. I think that Brandon Sanderson is trying to comment on that hope is incredibly powerful because we write so many stories about hope, right? The, and the theme of hope is definitely in this book. We have to bring hope to the ska, yeah. but also managing hope is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that like that is more interesting if Kelsier isn't making it happen. Yeah, But I rather agree. it does occur naturally. Uh, a thousand percent. Yeah. 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 
I love how Kelsier is like losing better than before isn't a victory because it really cements how broken down the ska are. Yeah, hundred percent, right? And and I think that like that is the that's the like Kelsier has to find the balance between hope and the lack of hope, which is going back to my prediction why I think that Kelsier is about to die within the next you know two hundred pages. Yeah, is because I think that he is going to lose that battle, and the story is going to become about how does Vin how does Vin manage the the cycle of hope in this country. In Kelsier's failure. Yeah. Rather than how does Kelsier, like, walk back what he said with people, which feels... I don't know. Oh, no, I think Kelsier definitely dies. At the end of the three books, you said. Yeah. I think he dies soon. Like, no, I, I think know. that he's going to die... I know. His death might be the end of part four. We'll find out no, next week. No, because he has to fight the Lord Ruler, and I don't think that'll happen until part five. So I think he dies in part five fighting the Lord Ruler. I think that they cancel each other out. And... Do you think the Lord Ruler just seems crazy for book one? But may, that's just me. There, He either has to become a character with a personality, or he has to die. Yeah, I think he is a character of... with a personality. That's why we Maybe. had this like book about him. And, and you see that like Vin is like, oh, he was kind of just a guy, and... You fucked up. Like, shit went wrong. I just think that this book is... This book will be tough because... If if they just go out to the Outer Dominances and build another army to come fight Luthadel again to fight the Lord Ruler, like... You keep saying that, you keep saying that, but I don't think that that's where the book is going. No, no, I'm saying the trilogies, right? Like, I, I, I feel like there has to be a pretty drastic end of this book. Mm-hmm. for the story to keep going. Mm-hmm. Because I, I thought that what was going to happen was that they were going to, like, lose a, like lose and have to, like, re-pivot their army away. Mm-hmm. And that they were going to end up in, like, the book two is them with their army in the Western Dominance trying to, like, figure shit out and protect whatever land they have there. And then, like, they would then, like, build up army around and then converge on the Central Dominance in yeah. the book three. But I don't think that's going to happen because they don't have that army. And I don't want to watch them go build another army. Yeah. I, like, I don't know how that is interesting from a storytelling perspective. I also don't see how, like, Renew stays in power. So how does Vin keep her place in the court? Like, there's just a, I have a lot of questions about that. And so I think the more interesting version of that is that the, the, the end of book one is the because Ellen wants to revolutionize and change the future, if you get rid of the Lord Ruler and Kelsier at the end of this book and we make it about what does the, the, the next two books... Although, no, actually, because Mistborn is called Mistborn Era 2. So maybe Era t- maybe I'm just, like, putting what happens in Era 2 in the next two books. Which is that, you're right, Kelsier dies at the end of the third book. And then it, Mistborn Era 2 is Elend and Vin having to rebuild this country without the two of them. I'm maybe just moving Era 2 too early. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's possible. I think you just talked yourself into closer to my... Yeah. Which is I, fine. It's fine. Because it's it's because it's called Mistborn Era 2. It's just fun when we're, mm. like, different, but... No, but I I, I, do, I still hold... I think Elsir's dead. I, I think that, mm. like... I think he's going to realize that he can't accomplish what he wants to accomplish by being alive. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to fake his death, which might actually be more fun. What are you doing? Maybe. We're just seeing... Stop reading ahead. Chunk. This is the chunk that we're reading. Yeah, we have a good chunk to read next week. Good chunk. Dancers in a Sea of Mist. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm so curious where this is going now. I'm going to hold with my prediction. Kelsier's died. Kelsier dies and Lord Ruler dies in this book. I am growing so very tired. Stop reading ahead. Come on, that was funny. All right, that's book club.
<laughs> Crushed it. Is there anything we didn't talk about? I don't think so. I'm I'm loving this. I I love the book. Like I, I really do. I, I I find it very fun to read and. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm having a blast. Yeah. Um, it's dark, but it's dark in a way that like is a really like trying to say something very intentional. So it works for me. Yeah. That and and that's how you do grimdark, right? Like if you're because this book is very grimdark in a way, right? And I think that if you're gonna do it, you ha- it has to be to point at something. And the way that he's pointing at things intentionally here is what makes it work for me mm-hmm. in, in, in a way that Wheel of Time didn't, right? Like, Wheel of Time was, like, trying to say something about, like, the larger society and, and not specific. Yeah. And, and so it just it, it felt like it was misusing some concepts in a way that I think that this series, through its very intentional use of everything, is, is, is really working for me and is drawing me in and isn't, like, making me feel like I have to, like, worry about where things are going. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it feel, everything feels intentional and... I do love that about it because it lets us, I think, theorize with a pretty, pretty decent degree of of or like with 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 information that makes sense. Like like this world works, and so it lets us like play around in it um, with like ideas and concepts. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, just so curious what next week is going to bring because honestly the fun thing is that the the death of the army is such a crazy change for this world Mm -hmm. that we we could be so wrong about everything like we could be so we could be anything could happen yeah they could literally start the next section by leaving the central dominance and they're like we'll deal with the lord ruler later and i'd be like yeah that makes sense yeah like yeah, it's so wild. I, cause I and it's fun because like one of the things about Mistborn is that it's not popular enough that what happens is just sort of like in the zeitgeist. You know, like some books you read and you're like, I'm reading this for the first time, but there's some things that I know about because like there's like there's like the reference and other things. Yeah, I legitimately like I had never heard any of the characters' names before we started reading this. I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited for that because anything could. Anything can happen. Like, I, I, I think that I'm right, but I always think that I'm right. So, no surprise there. Uh, we're going to do high-low. If you want to know what that is, uh, when I was a kid, we did high-low to, like, merge our blended family. We celebrated each other's highs. We commiserated over each other's lows to come closer together. And as we get closer to you, Chad, ever closer to you. I have all of your addresses. Oh, wow. And I know where you live. That's weird. I am coming over for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> uh, we're going to do that. Uh, Clara says her low, I do my high. No, Clara says her li- high, I do my low. She does her low, I do my high. Because we compliment sandwich this bitch. All right, Clarus, what's your high? Um, my high, uh, I, uh, oh, hmm. my, hmm. My high was the scene at Club's shop. Mm-hmm. That makes um, sense. The, that, like, moment of, of, of camaraderie before something absolutely terrible happens. Um, and, and really getting a sense of uh, who these characters are just, like, being themselves. And Vin finding a sense of herself um, and realizing, like, all these different personas that she's had to, like, put on um, and what that means and, and how she grows into it. Like, it's a it's a... Really interesting coming of age story in a lot of ways. Um, I, I that's my favorite scene for sure so far. Um, my high, uh, I, low. my low is gonna be my high is gonna be something else. So that we don't have the same one. But one of my favorite things from that scene is when Dachshund comes in and immediately is like, "What did you do to your dress?" 
Yeah, and she's like, oh, I guess this is oh, I scraped it, it on yeah, the yeah. fucking building. Uh, my low, it's still tough. I'm just really liking this book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my low is that I, I wish that I knew Lester Bornis a little bit better. Um, and I just hope that he's a little bit. Like, it's funny that he, like, wants to flirt with her. Um, uh, but I also just kind of was like, I, I don't really care about this character yet. And so I, I'm, I'm just waiting for that to come. Um yeah, that was mine. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that one. That just I, like I get it. So it was a handkerchief to make um, Ellen Ellen jealous. I just kind of felt like Lesbornis is Lesbornis is so incompetent, and I I'm I, well, you haven't I, seen I, him do anything. He's just there. Yeah, but he's like so bad at conversation. Like he's so bad at conversation. Oh, in the dinner scene though, Lesabornis and the, all the wuzzing wuzzes, that was so. And he's and then Doxon says that, and he's like, "What did he even say?" And Lesabornis like kind of gets funny there, where he's like, "Oh no, he said something. It just didn't, didn't mean, mean anything. anything. It's a very yeah. funny line." Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm hoping we get more of him because it feels like I should have a stronger opinion on him, and I just don't really care about him in any. I just don't have any strong feelings about Lesabornis at all. Yeah, it's just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of more of a plot device than a character, and everyone else is a character. So I want to get to, I want like Les Mornis to become a full character instead of just being kind of like a plot device. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, my Milo is the same. Yeah. So what's your high? Um, uh, Austin Arminio says, I kind of laughed that you're calling him by his real name, Les Mornis, and you're pronouncing this right. There are people in our community who express that like this, <laughs> the nickname, um, what did make them uncomfortable about it, and so we're trying not to use that name in our podcast now. I, I we, we oh, I think that it's because we said all the Wheel of Time names wrong. Oh, is it Lesta Bornis? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I just that's just it looks like Lesta Bornis to me. Yeah, that's it's exactly um, what it sounds like. But no, I like. I think that in, I, you know I think that we brought it up at the beginning of the podcast, and I, there were enough people in the chat who said that the name did make them uncomfortable. So I'm going to refrain from using his nickname on the podcast. That's just. He yeah. has another name, uh, and if I can do anything as simple as that to make people feel uncomfortable, I will. Or sorry, I mean, to make people feel comfortable, I will. Like, um, I think that people sometimes get a little hung up on like, oh, well, like I have to manage my behavior for you. You're uh, taking away my rights and freedoms. And for me, like there's I, there's really nothing hard about going Lestabornis instead of the other word. And so I'm just going to, I I heard you loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Or I read you loud and clear, I guess. And so, yeah, I, I think that we're going to, it just made it really obvious to me what the right choice was in that call. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. It is a long name, though. God. So your low is the same thing? My, yeah. So what is your high? Um, that's so hard. I, I know. I think for me it's... I think it's just the conversation. Um, it's the conversation with um, Kelsier and uh, Menace at the end. Oh, oh, that final moment. Yeah, it's the one where that defies dyslexia. No, we listened to some of this in the car, so I heard it. Um, oh, right. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's the conversation with Menace at the end. I, I think that it, like, sums up what um, his impending martyrdom is about. And, because uh, all, all of the reasons why I think Kelsier dies in this, it comes from that final conversation. If that conversation, if they did ended before that conversation with Menace, I wouldn't have had the same opinion. Hmm. Um, all of the, the reason why I think that Kelsier dies in this book comes from the, I think that Kelsier wants 
to inspire the Ska to rise up on their own and not individually make them into an army. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way that he can do that is to be a martyr, right? Um, and so if the Ska are going to participate as a like race in the fight, uh, then I think that he has to die in this book. And so that's where I think this is going, um, personally. But, uh, yeah, I just I really love the conversation. I love Menace. I was surprised to care as much about him from the beginning as I did. Um, and I, I just I thought that whole scene really worked. And it tied together everything this book has been about so far really succinctly and was written really well. So Yeah, I, I agree. liked it a lot. hundred percent. And that's the Nerdy Wordy Book Club for The Final Empire Part Three. Uh, if you like this video, like and subscribe to the channel, hit the dislike button, leave me in comments down below because the algorithm got us hungry and we must feed her this episode that algorithm goddess is. The Baltimore Orioles. What? Yeah, Shan Oriole. What? <laughs> uh, Shan Eladriel El- 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 or? El- Galadriel? Does Shan talk like this too? No. I am older than the sun. Oh, God. I was there the day that your parents conceived you. I was in the room watching them have sex. Oh, yeah, I had a husband. Um, I had a husband. <laughs> Anyways, it's Sean, Sean Galadriel. Galadriel. Yes, Sean Galadriel. Uh, if uh, you want to follow us on the internet, you can. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Clarice Polaris. Tomorrow, Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen is coming. Come back at 1 p.m. EST. We're going to be playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Hell yeah. Uh, it's session one, y'all. It's the beginning. Captain Crail is going to be our guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can also go to MissyMountGaming.com and celebrate the sponsorship of this podcast mm-hmm. uh, and use the code NerdyNightly15 to get shiny math rocks for yes. your Dungeon Dragons game. They also have Dungeon Master screens. Um, they got dice Fine trays. leather dice um, they have containers. Bags. They've got bags. they got D&D minis that are really cool. Uh, so definitely go check out MissyMountGaming.com and thank you to them for sponsoring the show as always. Hell yeah. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> That's it. Uh, We're going to do Smut Corner, but for everything else, um, bye. Bye. If you don't want to listen to it, I I don't know how we're going to Smut Corner this, but... I mean, yeah, there's not really... It's tough because, like, there is, is, like, rape in this world a lot, and it's like, fuck, like... Yeah, no, no, no. Does anyone have consensual sex in this world? Yes. The Ska do. The Ska are out there fucking... We learned that the Ska are out there fucking bugging. We didn't talk about the balance. The balance is weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I really have enough to say about it yet. The balance does feel like it is rooted in American uh, racism ideas. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way. Not, but in a way that like uh, Brandon Sanderson is commenting on the ridiculousness of it. Um, and Yeah. uh, yeah, the ham going to fight scene. Oh, yeah. He's going to wrestle. He's going to go wrestle with, with the boys. Garrison friends. Rub some avocado oil on his body and just Look, fucking get into he it. He doesn't see his wife for months at a time. <laughs> it's, I get it. I get it. As oh. long as she's on the same page. <laughs> and you're like, hey, you know, you go have fun when you come home. You're mine. But otherwise, I know you guys should do. He said reading that book like it's erotica. Oh, there's so many. There's so much knowledge from a thousand years ago. Oh, my God. Knowledge. I'm horny for knowledge. I don't have balls, but I'm so hard. Yeah, no, that sucks. You can still get an erection. What? Yeah. Emma Rose. Uh, There's a trans porn star who uh, has a penis, but no testicles. That's not like weird. Like, she's very public about it um, on podcasts. Don't they just cut it all off? 
No, you can you can have you can you can have the um, they're eunuchs, so it's all gone, right? I mean, you can just cut the testicles off and keep the balls. So which one do they do? I don't know. I it's not in the book. <laughs> Great. Uh, yep, love that. But yes. yeah, you you can like if you can have a functioning penis and um have no testicles. Sure. Yeah, I just was like, there's no penis. How does it get hard? In my head. <laughs> my brain just fully froze on that. <laughs> You're like, error, error. Uh, yeah, Snow Owl says typically just the balls historically. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay then. Yeah. Good to know. I... That was a hot Game of Thrones conversation at some point. Hot, like, hotly debated, not like hot and that like people were really turned on by it. Uh, yeah, like, Somebody uh, was. Do, are, are the unsullied... Actually unsullied. Like, do or they have Varys. penises or not? Yeah. Varys, I think, is just castrated. It's all gone. No, castration is just the balls. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You still need to be able to write your name in this. No. This is a weird smut corner. This isn't very smutty. We're talking about right. balls being cut off. Uh, the, Hammond, all the men watching the show are like, oh my god. Hammond, Hammond, Hammond gets Varys gets got everything smoked. chopped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Varys is 20 piece. Yeah, uh, that's our smart corner. Uh, Hammond and the boys. Hammond and the boys. <laughs> Hammond and the boys. Okay, goodbye, guys. Get out of here. What are you still doing here? Yeah. This conversation is off the rails. Get out. This whole show is off the rails. Guys, we'll see you next week for the end of the final, and we're finishing a whole fucking book. Let's fucking go. We're going to be one Brando Sando down. Bye. Bye. <laughs>